live for uh-huh. Strictly business yeah. You want a job, job or get rich, get rich. I'm, bossed up. I'm bossed up 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 I got boss with my IV Just check my ID And that's why I be The H and I C People despise me My services ain't free Ain't trying to hear your story Homie cop me no please In high school Corner quarterback Nowadays, corner, quarter sack. Keep that on the low, rappers turning into rats. Slots, snitching on they sell, DEA ransack. What's goody, what's goody, what's goody? What is it? It's a football Friday. The boys are in the building. Um, We got a lot to go through today. A whole lot. A lot. To get into a lot, Mula, you muted. Yeah, yeah, you, that's that's putting um, it light. Saying there's a lot. You know, the show is, you know, we saw the title, Dumber and Dumber. Um, and this the boiler room, okay? It's gonna get real hot happen. here, right? Um, didn't know this was gonna happen before I let Mula lose his mind on the Raiders. Um, I had something. That I want to do because Mr. Uh, DJ Michael B wanted me to touch on this real quick, so I'm gonna get the stupidity out of the way early. I had to bring something back to Mel. Matter of fact, hold on. Let's introduce it. Y'all see OG Mel. He got the he got okay. the cook ups today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Mel U Wildin Award, I had to bring it back. I did it on you. I do it on TikTok. I had to bring it to the YouTube. This one goes to this dummy, Tyreek Hill. And why it goes to this dummy, Tyreek Hill, is because the NFL's uniform policy is clearly stated. It has not changed so much. It hasn't changed. Since 1945, you cannot go on the field. This is what it says right here. All of this information is in the NFL rule book. They get checked four times and throughout the game for NFL uniforms. Um, so Dodo, you lucky it was only seven. It was only seven thousand dollars. It should have been more. Technically. Technically, you shouldn't have been allowed on the field. Technically speaking. But I just want to start that off, get that out the way um, for DJ Michael B. He wanted to, I wasn't going to spend too much time on stupid shit. This is stupid shit. I'm not spending too much time on it. Um, Tyreek Hill, you wildin', you're the dummy. And um, hopefully they double the fine for you and you're learning what your goddamn size. Um Ain't that uncomfortable? We're going to end that bullshit. Like, that's not uncomfortable to wear what, uh, cleats, with no, to cleats with no like to wear cleats with no socks. Like, that, that got it. That, that, that can't feel good. He probably had ankle socks. He, Still, he even then. But they even with the ankle, ankle you know why, you know why it probably was comfortable to him is because he has a track and field background and we don't wear socks with our track spikes. I mean, I trust I I, I get that, but. The, the way the foot feels and track spikes to, per, to compare to football cleats, but I'm these these new, these new low profile football cleats are starting to feel lighter and lighter. 
they're starting to feel more point. and more like they track do spikes. Feel more like tax spikes. Yep, I sure used do. to wear with all of mine. I used to wear the the Nike Elite padded socks with all of mine, and now these lighter ones, like the the new VaporJet 360s, mm-hmm. they feel like you sliding on some some slippers almost. Yep. So like I can see where you could get away with wearing some no show ankle style socks, you know, but. Some probably some light Jones, you feel me? Yeah, yeah I can understand I both that. Want to socks, though. Yeah, but I mean, I gotta wear socks. I got specific but, socks that I wear for game days. So I do too much. I do too much cutting on the flag football field to not wear socks. Right? Come on now, no. come on. No. No. The socks no. look so good when you cut in the flag football field. Like I don't no. know if you know, but you know. Especially if you get the right colors, you know. Especially it's October. Now. it's October now. So, you know the pink socks coming out. The pink headbands coming out. So you already know what's going to go down. Oh, yeah. Hey, we ain't got no uniform soon. policies like the NFL. We like, I got the headband ready to go. I got a, I got another tournament coming up this, this, yeah, this oh, no, month. So, uh, it's it's going like, to go down we, with we the pink. For, we climbing for October. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I need to find me a tournament to jump yeah. into. Okay. So now we got we got that dumb shit out the way. Moving. You wanted to get some stuff off the chest. Um, The floor is yours, my brother. Well, um, it's really quite simple, bro. It's really quite simple because, first of all, all offseason, everybody told me, right? Everybody was telling me. This is what people were telling me, Moolich, right? On social media, all way, all sports platforms, all sports talks, right? They were telling me that, A, Derek Carr was the problem, right? He throws too many interceptions. He causes too many turnovers. Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. Most definitely. Okay, I can understand that. I can see that. Mm-hmm. He holds the ball too long, doesn't move well in the pocket. Okay, for sure. I can understand that, right? Then they call for his job, right? Oh, he deserves to be gone, right? Okay, for sure. Bet. Most definitely. All right. Um, then they don't put any notable names on the board as far as who they're going to replace Derek Carr with, right? Because let's be honest, he's the best quarterback. Um. The first name, like, they, they don't want to draft any, any young talent, right, to bring in uh, other than Aiden O'Connell, who they got in the fourth round. Um, their first uh, thoughts is uh, Jimmy G, right? Now, everybody's so excited about Jimmy G, right, Mel? He's a winner, right? Yeah. Winning percentage is, is, one of the, is one of the best in NFL history, mm-hmm. right? Been to the Super Bowl twice, you know, led his team to the playoffs, right? Not, that's what they said, right? That's all that's everybody. That's what everything everybody was telling me in regards to Jimmy G, in regards to why I should be excited for having Jimmy G as my quarterback for the Raiders, right? <clears throat> Crazy accurate, right? Okay, for sure. Most definitely. Most definitely. Right. Um, no do no no defensive moves at all. Um the best uh, I guess you could say the best acquirement we got on defense was uh, Marcus Epps, and I really don't even like him because he's more of an upgraded Jonathan Abram to me. Um so you don't adjust the defense. Um, you don't do anything to bolster the offensive line to make sure that Jimmy G stays healthy because we all know that's a problem. Um, you're relying on either rookies or young uh, or, or, or young players to uh, bolster your, your secondary. Um, there's no veteran help. There's no veteran voice in the secondary at all. Um, there's no veteran um, help or there's no veteran voice in the linebacker core at all. Um, the only veteran that you have, only veteran that you have on the D line is Max Crosby, and he's just about fed up with everybody's bullshit on the team. Um, and then you have the whole Chandler Jones situation, right? Where um, Chandler Jones got that uh, 2010, 2011 John Jones pack. He got that Big Brother pack, um, and he's been thriving off that pack for 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 a long time. And I find it interesting that you gave this man so much money to for him to not only not produce but not play in the next year, but with all that being said, right, 
Josh McDaniels has a seven and twenty-one record in twenty-one games with the Raiders. Did you guys know that that is one game worse? One game worse than Tom Cable, and only one game better than Dennis Allen. Damn, the name Tom Cable. What the fuck? Ain't that some shit? Yeah. One game Sorry. worse. Than this Tom is a Cable. name we have not heard in who knows how long. Exactly my point. One of the worst coaches the thought the Raiders have ever had. Even he's he he yeah. even has a worse winning record than North Turner. When he was coaching the Raiders. Ain't that some well, shit? I mean, but but in North's defense, North been around for so doggone long, like so long, but it's 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 fine. It's fine. Um my last, my last point, right? Because everybody wants to say that you know this was this was supposed to be a transcendent year, and we got so many weapons on offense, and all Jimmy G and Josh Jacobs. And <clears throat> I'm gonna ask you guys a question, uh, mainly, um, mainly GQ, but I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Um, name me uh, one time where Josh McDaniels has had to deal with multiple superstar players on one offense, and they were successful. He hasn't. Mm, that's crazy, huh? So now that he has Josh Jacobs to buy, not, not, not all at once, no, not 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 all at once. Yeah, yeah, not not never all at once. Like even in Denver, oh. he had you had Tim Tebow, you had um Demarius Thomas, uh, Julius Thomas, but that they weren't they weren't what they what we what they grew they weren't what Peyton Manning had. Let's let's mm-hmm. say like that. In New England, you had you had Tom Brady for a while, and then you had Randy Moss, but then you had an, a a rookie Julian Edelman, you had a rookie ish. Um, Aaron Hernandez and you know, Gronk, but never, no, I can't think of a time. No, mm, that's crazy. So, when everybody told me that Josh McDaniel was going to take this team and transcend it to new levels because of all the offensive weapons, and I told them that he's never dealt with an offensive team of this caliber because he doesn't know how to deal with it. And this is the reason why I told everybody that Bill Belichick deserves a lot of the credit when it comes to the dynasty that was the Patriots. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady is because Bill Belichick literally kept it simple for his coaches. He had it a specific system to where this is this is the recipe we're going to win with, right? We're going to run the ball. We have a superstar quarterback yep. and we have a lot of good pieces around and we have a really 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 great Hall of Fame tight end. We're going to run with that. But as soon as you get a superstar a superstar running back and a superstar receiver and a superstar slot, now Josh McDaniel's mind starts to go like this. Damn, what the fuck do I do? I don't know what to do with this guy. I don't know what to do with that guy. I don't know what to do with that guy. This guy has to get his touches, but that guy has to get his touches, and it's too much for him. He has to he it's it's too way too much for him. His brain can't process it. So what he has to do is he has to simplify it. And oh well, if I got a superstar tight end, then he's gonna get majority of the balls. If I got a superstar receiver, he's gonna get majority of the balls. If I got a really good running back, he's gonna get a lot of the run game. We're gonna live and die by the run game. So when I said that to people in this offseason and everybody looked at me and said that I was absolutely crazy, only for everything that I said to come to oh, fruition right now. It's literally coming to fruition right now. I literally told everybody if we don't if we don't address the defense in the O-line, nobody, nobody we put behind the put behind there is gonna succeed. And what what happened? Jimmy G's not succeeding. He literally leads the inter, the league in interceptions. But wait, that's what you guys told me that that was a problem with Derek Carr. So pick one. What's the real problem here? Like I've been saying for over 20 years, what's the real problem here? The Raiders have had one of the worst third down defenses in the league for the past 20 years. They've been the worst, not even one of the worst. They've been the absolute worst red zone defensive team in the league for the past 25 years. And it's kept going and and it still hasn't, the streak still hasn't stopped. Not to mention they've been in a, they've been a bottom 15 to bottom 25 defense for the past 15 years. So when you have these problems that persist and you have these O-line problems that persist and you have all of these 
ownership problems that persist. You have Mark Davis arguing with fans. You're an owner, my guy. Why are you talking to the fans? Oh my god! What are you, what are you doing? Why are you Why are you talking to fans? Why are you addressing the fans? You know what's this is funny the about that, that whole rant? About. That whole rant is, really, is making John Gruden look very good right now. Now, granted, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that as the most positive thing because John Gruden did his own fair share of dumb. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Because he, you know, he did trade away Khalil Mack and and uh, you know Amari Cooper and some other shit that he should have kept. Mm-hmm. But the Josh McDaniels thing started with the. Let's start at the top. You traded away Darren Waller. Okay, that's a head scratcher. But we're like, maybe we'll trust the process and we'll see. Now your 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 rushing leader from last season, the NFL's rushing leader at that decides, you know, wants wants a contract extension in an era where we don't pay running backs. He holds out crickets. All right, you let Derek, you, you trade away Derek Carr, let him go, whatever you want to, whatever you want to phrase it as. You let Derek Carr go. Probably the most stable and consistent piece you've had in the last, let's say, 15 years. Like, it's not like Derek Carr's been bad. Derek Carr has not been bad. He's been surrounded by bad, mm-hmm. but he has not been bad. Like, I don't think Derek Carr has ever once led the league in interceptions. He's not a turnover-prone quarterback. He's one of those quarterbacks that we like to classify as he's not going to lose you a game. There are very few of the games that the Raiders lost. And it was, oh, Derek Carr threw four interceptions and had three fumbles. He had no Carson Wentz-type games. Let's just call it what it is. So you let him go. You bring in Jimmy G, who has a notorious track record for being injured. We know this. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a myth. He's, there's a reason why San Francisco is like, I'm going to let him go. And he came into the offseason injured. He wasn't fully recovered. He barely got cleared. Then he, was in, he had a concussion. Then he was out this past week. And it's like the problems kept compounding and compounding and compounding. You've yet to address the defense. This is a team that lost five games in the fourth quarter last year when they were up by double digits. You let the Cardinals with that damn toddler, Call of Duty playing ass quarterback come back and beat you. It's your house. He don't and watch film. Not, and what did you actually address in the draft and the offseason? Okay, so we all heard the crickets, right? Absolutely not. Oh. Because that, uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's what they what did. Okay. Yeah. Wait, hold on, wait. Well, before before you cook, Mel, before you cook, I got one last point. To be a, to be to be an offensive coach and mm-hmm. to have your offense not score 20 points in one game this whole entire season. This whole entire season. Not twenty, not over twenty points. Not one time. Not one time. When you got all of these offensive pieces, and you're supposed to be an offensive coach, that's that's absolutely abysmal. That is ridiculous. That is a fireball. Even the Bears have scored right twenty points. The Bears the have, have scored twenty. The Bears scored forty points last night. Even the Jags, whose offense is sputtering a little bit, has scored at least twenty. The Hold Cardinals on, have scored better. twenty points. I'll give you one better. I'll give you guys one better. You guys ready? The Houston Texans put hey, up thirty mm-hmm. points. You can't talk bad about Steelers. Right now. Hold on, wait. On the Steelers, we didn't put up that. We we barely we. Go ahead. That's, yeah, go the ahead. Steelers one is rough. They having a rough go at it. But uh, uh Mel, the the pot, the, the cast iron is hot. So by all means, you know, whip us up something nice. Yeah. Yeah. Look, all of this goes into like the title of the show: bad coaching. Bad coaching is on the rise. Okay, <clears throat> we have too many. Too much evidence that coaches are either they don't know what they're doing 
or analytics is just destroying football slowly. I'll start with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, his his reputation is in jeopardy right now because we believe him to be one of the greatest offensive coordinators we've seen in a long time. But some of the things that he has that he has done and is doing currently isn't making any sense to me because you have a guy like Hunter Renfro who doesn't see the field. Yeah. Yeah, but you had Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. Yeah, Julian Edelman and uh, what's the other one? You had Hogan, Chris Hogan, Chris uh, Hogan, Kevin Hogan, Mike yeah, Mitchell, Danny Amendola. At least in my, yeah. At least, at least in my opinion, Hunter Renfro is better than all of those guys. He's a better route runner. He has sure hands. Like, he does all of the little things that you would want. At least you could mirror what you did in New England with this offense. With a better outside threat in Devontae Adams. A lesser, you know, tight end, but you have good tight end weapons. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I could see what you were trying to do, but for some reason, it's not working. And the only thing that I can count that on is we don't have Tom Brady. Now, let's get back to what Moolid was saying about the quarterbacks and stuff like that. If every quarterback outside of Tom Brady that you have coached has a turnover issue, it's you. <laughs> Whatever it is that you are showing these quarterbacks, it's, it's not working. You know how that works. My cousin sent me a, he sent me a clip on, on Facebook and he said this. He's like, look, if if you are if you are supposed to be this quarterback guy, and every quarterback that is underneath your tutelage has a turnover issue, then it's something that you're teaching them is not right. We'll take Aaron. We'll take um, Adrian O'Connell this past week against the Chargers, who saved looks like this. Brandon Staley was about to get fired. The only reason why he didn't get fired was because the coach on the other side was dumber than him. You had the first of all, Brandon Staley went for it on his own twenty-two yard line. He doesn't learn, which he is learn. fucking retarded. He, I swear retarded. to God, he does not learn. Like this man, <laughs> retarded. But, but Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels is a dumber motherfucker because what Josh McDaniels does is he, Devonte Adams saves him on fourth down. They get the ball at the four-yard line. You have Josh Jacobs. No matter how they had it on the three-yard line. You had four plays to get three yards with Josh Jacobs. And what do you decide to do? Nah. We're going to have the rookie quarterback do a sprint-out pass to the, to the short side of the field. Not even to the wide side of the field. The short side of the field. Know what he did? I know what you know. He threw a pick. He threw a pick because it was a dumb play call. It was absolutely ridiculous. The reason why Brandon Stanley didn't get fired on Monday is because Josh McDaniel should have gotten fired on Monday. Like, you had two head coaches make very, very 
bad calls within a matter of five minutes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Then let's get to the Chicago Bears and their head coach. Okay? Old Eberflew. They had the ball in field goal range. Field goal range. <clears throat> High game with a minute and 12 seconds left in the game. You have a young quarterback on the ropes who's kind of struggling. You want him to feel good about himself. He drove the team down. He did his job. He got the team in scoring position. And what do you do? Nah, let's go for it on fourth down. Now, let's just say you okay. right. We're going to go for it on fourth down. I have no problem with that. I do. The play call that you called was absolutely ridiculous. If you're going to go for it on fourth and two, you have a 230-pound quarterback. You know what I'm going to do? Power left. Power right. Power up the middle. I don't care where the power is, but Justin Fields is getting me those two yards. I'm not running a bootleg in two and not blocking the backside blitzer. Well, outside in. You mean you're not going to throw it to a tight end running a curl route right at the field goal line? Absolutely. Said so I would. I just that was no. You're you're beyond right. How no, bad that was. Not, we're not going to do the sensible thing. No, like everything about that game was so. Let's just say poorly mismanaged. Let's call it what it is. Fuck that. I don't know what was going on in that game, but you lost that game. The coach, the coach lost that game. It was not the not the offense. Mm -hmm. The coach lost that game. Y'all had that game. Y'all had Denver beat. Y'all would have put Denver in a position where. They might no, have considered no. some some turmoil. Considerably, you gave you gave a team their first win that didn't deserve their first win. No, even if Russ, even if Russ goes downfield, yeah, right. Even if Russ goes down and kicks the field goal, this game is tied. Yeah, exactly. Like you put the pressure back on Denver. Right. The game is tied the way it should have been. But I'm just like, and then to go back on. Not even on Josh, damn that. There's a there's a coach on this list that we didn't put on there, but I'm putting his ass on there. And his name is Riverboat Ron. That motherfucker is a tugboat now. Ain't nothing riverboating about that man. That man tugboat getting drugged right now. Oh, we're gonna put because it. he just as bad. Dog, his his last two weeks. His last two weeks of absolute mismanagement of games. That. Even last night. Even last night, when y'all had a chance where y'all were within, y'all were about to be within seven. And you call back-to-back boneheaded, dumb, fuckery-ass plays, and you gambled on defense. Okay, Riverboat Ron, you're not known for gambling on defense. That ain't your thing, my guy. You gamble on offense. You go for it. You don't gamble on defense. Not when DJ Moore already had 178 fucking yards on your head. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and do a blitz, and I'm going to put this little short-ass no. corner on him. And what happened? Look. That man hit his head on the goalpost like Shannon Sharp said. Like, what the fuck was you doing? And not to mention, hold on. Oh, no. This is, I'm going to Go ahead. Look. What did I say? Go ahead. I'm going to let you rock out. Go ahead. Come back. My, my problem, too, is how is it that you have only 15 yards rushing in this game? When you have a Brian Robinson and an, an Antonio Gibson, who are two quality running backs. Like, they're not – most teams would love to have a running back combination like those two. One like in Gibson, who's – who doubles up as a receiver? Who's was pretty damn good. He caught some. He caught a pretty damn good pass in that game. But 
you didn't give Brian Robinson a chance to get established. When he went to fuck off last week, I'm like, he's a stronger running back than you're giving him credit for, but yet you couldn't design nothing for this guy to get anything? Why was Sam Howell your leading rusher last night? I never in my life want my quarterback doing half the dumb shit that Sam Howell was doing last night. The only reason Sam Howell didn't get injured last night is because he was playing against a lesser defense. Because some of them half-slow, half-footed, two-left-foot-looking-ass juke moves he was doing last night when he got his head knocked off against Seattle, against New England, against Philly, against 98% of the other defenses in football. Like, Sam Howell got lucky last night. If he was playing against his own defense, he'd have got his head knocked off last night. He's not Justin Fields. He showed y'all to do his best impression of uh, Justin Fields last night. Look, the the problem. Look, the problem is this. First of all, they got down early. They were down seventeen to nothing. Yeah. Or seventeen and three. Yeah, seventeen like three. They were down early. They were down big early. So the running game was going to be completely washed out. Second. Second. When they drafted Forbes, what did I say? He's entirely too small to be an NFL cornerback. He got pumped by A.J. Brown last week. I mean, and he got pumped by D.J. Moore this week. I mean, I mean, Kendall Fuller was on that list too. He realized they was like, wait a minute, he's 165 pounds. He weighs four more like, pounds than I he, do. That wasn't rocket science last night. They was like, oh, look, whatever 13 is, throw the ball. And what's As crazy is the Bears have three receivers that are over 6'2". So even if if, if somehow, some way, if Claypool would have played last night, Claypool would have got on his head last night. Mooney, I don't know what why Mooney, I don't know what's going on with Fields and Mooney. I felt like that connection was good. Last year, this year, it's just all the way to fuck off. Yeah. Mooney's another big target. Mooney would have ate his ass up last night. Yeah, Mooney was open on a lot of routes, too. He just dropped well, a lot of Well, and balls. he was – I don't know if it was the combinations of the routes or the ball placement because mm-hmm. there was a few where I'm like, why is why is Mooney laying out on near the sideline to catch a ball? Like, that shit didn't make no sense. Yeah. But you have a mismatch when you have a cornerback that small that's not as athletic. If I have 165-pound cornerback just- on that side, that motherfucker better have a 43-inch vertical. <laughs> like, that was me. like I'm keeping it a buck because me. DJ Moore is not is not a small guy. And he was getting punked. Like he was and getting DJ Brown is like the second was just, of TO. So like why would you ever put somebody that small on a receiver like that? No, he's 215 well, I mean, pounds. Oh, I mean Kendall Fuller was was getting did in as well. Yeah, yeah. Kendall Fuller was was no better last night, but but I ain't gonna lie to you. And I'm a Kendall Fuller fan. I like Kendall. But, no, no, I love it. I love his game, ooh. but it was just last night was not their night last night. It was, it was DJ Moore light last night. It was That's DJ what Moore light. What happened? Yeah, because what happened? What happened with Kendall Fuller and that secondary last night was all because whenever you're a corner and the backside corner or the front side corner is getting cooked, you mm-hmm. have to rotate everything else over. So yep. now you are playing. Out of like you're playing out of your comfort zone, hundred percent. Because you're so worried about what's going to happen on the other side of the field, which is why Cole Komet was eating on the other side. Yep, mismatches everywhere, and it's just like it just it just got crazy. But mm-hmm. because the safety because the safeties were too occupied, worried about like if he keeps getting beat, I got to be there. 
Yeah. And on that on that second DJ Moore touchdown, it didn't even matter. The safety was actually in position. DJ Moore just said, give me that ball. Hold on. I think it might be. Mine? Right. Oh, we got a delay. That's what that is. We got uh, a delay. No, we don't like um, that. It's either, it's either mine or yours. All right, let's so see. It's just, it's a slight delay. Yeah, it might be. Sometimes when, when you do a virtual backgrounds, it does that. But, um, but I said it. Okay. So what we got, like I said it, I said this in a couple of different instances. I said Mac Jones would get benched by week four. He did. I said by week seven, week eight, Ron Rivera will get fired. He probably will. We're on that path. Like he's we're on, on that path. Let's see how um, like there's a lot of things. Yeah, a, it's 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 coming. It's it, a lot of stuff that we predicted. A lot of stuff that we said. It's coming for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going down. to happen. Like I still I still have Brandon Staley as my number one get fired first coach, simply because you're ruining mm -hmm. the prime of your young quarterback that you just paid a massive contract to. Like you're ruining your young. And here's something that actually. We'll, we'll dive into this just a little bit, but I was I watched a little bit of First Things First on my way back from work today, and something that something popped up on it that actually kind of pissed me off. And I don't normally get pissed off about football stuff, but they had the MVP stuff up, and Christian McCaffrey was at like number 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 seven or eight, but you had Justin Herbert at number four, and I was like, what has Justin Herbert and the Chargers done for Justin Herbert to be top four and in, in top four, top five in MVP? Like. Besides I'm sorry, like, a lot of I, I, and, and I'm not like, and it's not like me hating on Justin Herbert. Like, I love Justin Herbert, oh, but I was like, but what, what has Herbert done to this point that justified him being in the top five for MVP voting at this current moment? Because they had, they had Josh Allen. He's, yeah, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I want to say it was moment. He's like second in yards. Yeah. Highest completion percentage. True. All these things are true. Mahomes should not be in. A, he should not. But be I mean, and, and you also had Purdy. Purdy was at eight, and 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 I know that the MVP award for some god awful reason is only a quarterback award these days, which I don't agree with. Like most valuable player, like not most valuable quarterback, but I would make the argument that at least, hey, if we're gonna play that game, then Brock Purdy should be in the top three because his team's currently undefeated, and Jalen Hurts should be right there in that mix too. Right. And and Brock Purdy's leading in completion percentage in a bunch of other categories. So. What are we doing here with these with these ratings? ratings? Like my opinion, I hundred percent think Christian McCaffrey should be in the top five without question. I if we're gonna say like you said, MVP. That's what we should have did. Right? He should definitely be. Christian McCaffrey is probably first. He he's either first or second in that MVP. You realize after oh, absolutely. four games, like Christian McCaffrey that offense has, doesn't move without. Christian McCaffrey has Literally. ninety-eight touches through four games. He's on pace to break the all-time season scrimmage all-purpose yards record, like without question. He'll end up breaking that shit by week fourteen at this current pace, which is which is absurd. He's going to he's 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 obliterate. Yeah, he'll oh, yeah, obliterate it, and he just might. Yeah, he, he, just might he could he could just as easily break two thousand yards rushing too. So if he leads in all-purpose yards and he le and he breaks two thousand yards rushing, there's no way in hell you can't at least give him the MVP. Hey, Micah made it in the chat. 
Right. And how how just all right. Justin Herbert, if if Justin Herbert had better coaching, he's the leading candidate for MVP. 100%. Because the Chargers would be no because the Chargers would be undefeated. That's it. He's completing 75% of his passes. Yeah. He's second in the league in he's second in the league in yardage. He has the second highest QBR. Like mm-hmm. everything that he is doing right now is top three in every yeah. category. It's just that his fucking defense and his head coach is horrible. Yeah, like I also don't agree with. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Josh so, Allen currently should be ahead of team, should be ahead of Tua right now. Success isn't there, but him as an individual is there. And that's the problem because you're a defensive head coach, Brandon Staley, and you have the most expensive defense, no. and yet your defense no. is trash. No. Not even close. And you traded J.C. Jackson back to New England, so we appreciate you. And you're going to pay the majority of his $12 million salary for this year, so we appreciate you twice oh, over. Can we talk about trash defenses real quick? Yeah. Right. Right. Can I talk about Can I talk about defenses real quick? Okay, hey, cool. Can I, go I want you to talk about defenses for sure. I all week how people are still crushing – because they're still crushing Russell Wilson. Because on on speak, just so everybody knows, I hate Joy Taylor. She she to me she has absolutely no football sense. And Emmanuel Acho is my guy. I hate that he has to be surrounded by stupidity. But here we go. So so Denver Broncos is not a is not a Russell Wilson thing. We talked about this last week. I'm gonna bring it full circle today. And I said on how bad this defense is. Do we know? Okay. The Denver Bronco defense is allowing almost 37 points a game. 37. And just not to say, I just want to let everybody know how bad this team is. They're not bad. They're historically bad. Historically, through the first four weeks of this year, they have the worst defense in NFL history. Now, behind, I'm going to start. From eight, I'm gonna start with ten. These are the ten worst defenses of all time. The '85 Bengals. Get it all the way back to '85. They were horrible. That's number ten. They were horrible. The 1990 Cardinals, the '98 Eagles, the '16 Lions, the '06 Texans. They were, and yeah, this is where it gets crazy. The '01 Bills, the '92 Falcons, the '85 Chargers, the '08 Lions. And then rounding it off at number one, yeah, this year's fucking Denver Broncos. They're the worst defense in NFL history. Hey. This is not a problem. Being number one on a list ahead of two historically bad Lions defenses. Oh, my gosh. That is um oh my what's God. the word I'm looking for? That's fucking absurd. Yeah. Whoa. It's insane. It's just a... like oh. it's insane. <laughs> it's a bad... No, there isn't a quarterback in history that can fix that. Oh my god. But remember, God. it's all not... Russ's fault. That's not good. There's no there's no Tom Brady can't fix this. No. I don't think Bill Belichick can fix that, dog. I'm not. I, 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 he'll, fix it by, he'll fix it by yeah, It's horrible. 
the whole team is cut. Like, there's no possible, yeah, there's no stayer, there's no returner. Everybody's cut. <laughs> Everybody has to go right now. Everybody, and, maybe except for Patrick Sertain, maybe the only one they keep. And and then oh, they send Randy Gregory. Then they send Randy Gregory to the 49ers. <laughs> As if you needed somebody else on the other side of Joey Bosa. Of Nick Bosa, I'm sorry. I love the pettiness. I love the pettiness Thank of you. the trade. Thank you. Because now earlier, he's going to turn back into the old Randy Gregory that we know. Yeah, but remember, so the reason I say I like the pettiness of it because remember the Cowboys traded for Trey Lance, and now Randy Gregory is with the Niners. I just love the pettiness of it. The petty circle is amazing. The petty circle is, is is continuing to go. Right. Looks included, you tripping. Hey, now hold on, now hold on. Wait, now, now. Looks included, you tripping. Yeah, you tripping. You see, I don't like George Taylor. Yeah, she looks like she looks like Sponge. She's built like SpongeBob with titties. No, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. SpongeBob with titties. That's that's what George Taylor looked like. And I'll take it. Okay, tell her stop playing with me. All right. Horrible. She's horrible. That's cool. She, that's why everything squeeze. you see from her is from the neck up. It's fine. I'm gonna squeeze all the water out that joint. Don't worry about it. That's why this show is not for kids, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so sometimes I tried. I couldn't get like, through it. I couldn't. I'm sorry. It, I apologize. Cool. <laughs> we yeah. We, we I can go on all day. Oh, I can too, but I'm trying to you know out of out of um out of out of, out of, out of respect for my amazing wife, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm. A, that's how I'm. A keep, I'm gonna exclude myself. Right, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> oh, shit. make sure you see the band on the. You know, make sure you see the band. You know. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh shoot. That's all good. I'll take that fade when I get to the crib. I'm not worried about it. Sorry, so when y'all see Mulu's without his dread, y'all understand what happened. He really took that face. I got too many. It's all good. She can pull out a few before. I got a few. I got. I got too many for for me to start really for y'all to start really noticing. I'm losing some. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of fades and and, and capping, can we get to this Colin Kaepernick bullshit? Smash some shit right out. <laughs> so you guys mind if I take that shit? Yes. I'm, okay. Yes. Oh, well, let's, please let's cook away. Please cook away. Okay. So um. I couldn't find too much. Oh, it's okay. I did. Yeah. I did. We Go talked away. about uh, we talked about Colin Kaepernick on Gentleman's Talk. So allow me to bring this shit into the full circle light. So of course, as you guys know, Colin Kaepernick wrote, sorry, his agent wrote that was also signed off on by J. Cole a letter, which I've never in the history of life seen anybody do no shit like this before. Wrote a letter to the Jets asking to be on the practice squad. Oh, GQ, before you Go ahead. Before you go, GQ, can I just GQ? Can we two seconds? Go for it. Okay. I just want people look because I know. Unfortunately, I thought my brain was just playing tricks on me. Thought I was with ghetto boys, but apparently, apparently, we got a lot of people who be watching our show, and then they use our talking points now. 
I know we did when GQ did his uh so eloquently, you know, read the letter that the lawyer put out. And I've seen several different podcasts do the exact same thing. Is that right? <laughs> and I would be remiss to be like, you know what? They just had the same idea we did. It is cool. But just do a little research. Their, their shows aired after ours. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So if you're going to do something that you did from our podcast, at least give us the credit for doing it. Go ahead, Mr. GQ. Go ahead, brother. You know, I appreciate, you know, imitation is the is the, is the fondest form of flattery. So I appreciate you guys enjoying the eloquentness of how we do things around here. Don't let the name Mr. GQ fool you. It is not just a name, a.k.a. or a personality. It is who the fuck I am. All right? I go from gentleman to savage all the time. It's kind of like a, it's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. I go from Mr. GQ to my other self, which we don't even talk about right now. Back on this funny thing. So we talked about, we're continuing from last week. Moolidge put it so perfectly. We're continuing this full circle thing. So we talked about it last week. We read this fantastically put together letter that was the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen anybody do. I've never seen a grown man beg for a job like this. Like, at all. And he really did. He didn't even beg for like a normal job. He begged for a practice squad job, which is like... Very much so. Okay, a practice squad job. All right, my brother. All right, cool. So then all of a sudden, this is when the shit took another turn. So for those who know me, I'm a giant wrestling fan. Dwayne Johnson is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So Dwayne Johnson has a conversation with Colin Kaepernick and his agent. And they actually said, hey, man, you're more than welcome to come through to the XFL, which in case you guys missed it, we talked about it on Gentleman's Talk and on Inside the Huddle. The XFL and the USFL are emerging. Guess what that means? We're about to have damn near 20 fucking NFL football teams, NFL, all this shit like that. So, Kaepernick, guess what you would have had? Yes, we did. A bigger opportunity to do something. You would have had a bigger opportunity. So you're about to have what I'm going to currently call it the USXFL or the XUSFL. I don't give a shit. So he had a chance. It was offered to him. And I guarantee you this. He ain't going to take it because Cap don't want to play football. Is Cap the Cap thinks he wants to play football? What Cap is doing is trying to stay relevant, point blank, period. Cap, bro, we don't even need you to be relevant, dog. We really don't. If I want you to be relevant, I'll go back and watch that magnificent playoff run that you had all the way to the Super Bowl because that is the most relevant thing you did in the NFL. I don't care about what you did with the whole kneeling thing. I, As a veteran, I don't give a shit. That part was actually, to me, it was dumb. It was just dumb. Like I, the fact I'm, it's dumb that you took the amount of flack you and the other players that did. Like I would not have, I would not as a veteran. I don't crucify you guys for that. I didn't think it was that big of a fucking deal. I understood the reasoning. I'm one of those people. I'm very objective. I have no problem with you guys trying to stand up for social injustices and all that type of stuff. Hey man, do what you got to do. Cool story. Guess what? You were told by other military individuals to just take a knee instead of sitting down. If you would have sat down, I would have took offense to it more in a different manner. Taking a knee, I understand. I'll leave it alone. It's the other shit that you're doing to try to stay relevant for no apparent reason. Like you hadn't had it. You didn't had a documentary about yourself. We done seen you try to go to all the, you know, you done told your story. Like we know your entire story, Cap. You are a 35 year old man. You're a 35 year old man trying to be a quarterback again. This is not the Kurt Warner story. You're not bagging groceries. All of a sudden you pulled off the streets and take a team to the Super Bowl because you're not going to do that. I would rather try and take a chance on a guy like Cam Newton, 
I'd even probably at this point take a chance on a guy like RG3 before I pull the, the plug on, on on giving you a chance at this point. Because at least mm-hmm. at the minimum, RG3 is probably still athletic enough to get out the pocket, enough to throw a ball. Cap, I feel like if you get out the pocket, you're going to throw a pick six. Look, I would say – look, I'm going I'm to I'm throw, throw one out there. I'm going to throw one out there even worse than all of those. Because at least he played football within the last two, three years. I would bring Johnny Manziel in. Hey, look, after that documentary, I don't know if I want to do that. I've seen him play football within the last two years. True, but did you but did you watch that Netflix documentary? I don't think I want Johnny nowhere near my, my franchise with that with that shit going. He's even I watched it. I still bring him in. Okay. But I mean, I'd rather go find a guy, even a guy like PJ Walker, who was a star in the XFL, would do better than a guy like Cap right now. I'd rather deal with the evil of Johnny Manziel than the evil of Colin Kaepernick. Fair enough. You mean the stupidity of Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, definitely the stupidity. Because PJ Walker, or in, anybody, anybody. I got a girl point. on my football team right now. I fucking hire her before before I get to Colin Kaepernick. Like, look, Cap, right, take, the, take that money that Nike gave you, and take your ass back to the shadows, my boy. We don't need you. You Gucci, man. At this point, stop calling him and stop entertaining him. My number is on all of my social media platforms, and I am ready right now. I go to the gym five days a week. I do my footwork. I'm still on the field every single goddamn day. Call me, okay? I will take anybody's spot. I'm ready to play. Anytime they're ready, call me right now. Zamora, F-U-K, his documentary, all right? No. We don't need to know anything else about Colin Kaepernick's story at this point in our lives. We, we just know that before that. Before, I hope, before the documentary I hope came like out. hell. I hope right. like hell Colin Kaepernick proves all of us wrong and goes to the XFL and balls the fuck out. But he ain't gonna do it. He ain't gonna do it. Like, what isn't a documentary supposed to tell us something that we didn't know? Yeah, we know like, everything. We knew everything. That you know, in the fucking documentary. Manziel didn't get a bunch no. of. I think you got Manziel and uh, Baker Mayfield confused with each other. Johnny Football got 50. No, he didn't. No. Johnny yeah, Football, football got, one, got one, one and a half chance in fucking both He got a quarter of a chance, and they said, we get you, Johnny. No, what chance did Baker get? Baker didn't get no chance. Well, no, I'm saying, but, but I'm saying as far as Baker at least still being in the league and still playing, like, Johnny just completely, you know, squandered. Like, and I, like, I wasn't saying it was like a shot at Baker. I'm just saying, like, at least, you know, because, like, just, you know, he, sur- he survived the – yeah. The graveyard of Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, like Johnny did not. Yeah. Well, because if he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have shown what he's shown while he was on the while he was on the Rams, yeah, then he would have. Then he would, the thing about it is, oh, yeah. we understood it looked good when he was with a great when he was with a good offensive coordinator. Then he went to Carolina, which is this bad situation. So it's like, well, we got to see him with a good situation. And I mean, he's got his team 4-1 right now. I love what he's doing. I love what he's doing. And you know what? Because we're talking about Baker. I love this. All right. Yeah, he, the interview. is going to be okay. I love Baker's the interview solid. he did where he talked about this weekend being the Red River rivalry, which is if you're if you're from Texas or Oklahoma, you know what the fuck it is. 
All right, Sooners, y'all finna get that work on y'all this weekend. But anywho, um, he um he talked about him and Vince Young doing some stuff together, and he's like, "Listen, yep. I love Vince Young, but I don't like him this week." And that's cool. Understandable. But I love I love <laughs> that the roots of stuff like that are so deep because the Red River rivalry is one of the greatest things we have in college football. Obviously, it's not the greatest, but it's one of because it's always been fun, especially when both teams are ranked. It is a it's a great game. And it, this weekend, I expect no less, even though last year they got their ass blown the fuck out because Bijan went straight fucking crazy on their ass last year. But, you know. But, again, Texas is going to do what they do. Texas is going to probably blow Oklahoma out again this weekend because I mean, Texas, Texas is on 100 this year. Yeah, like, they, and they got weapons. And they, they got, got weapons. weapons. And, look, they got I think weapons. really because of because of the Archie Manning shadow, Brock Ewer is like, nah, let me cut this mother off like it's mm-hmm. time to shine because he mm-hmm. I ain't even let this kid take my spot. Mm-hmm. Not yet. He said. Let me go to the draft. He said that's a Manning. That's a Manning behind me. Yeah. Let oh, me no, go I got ball elevate. out real quick because if I don't get, if I don't do it now, I'm not gonna get an opportunity. True. Like, and I just also, I just don't think, I don't think Archie's ready yet. If I'm being honest, like, I just don't. Think I don't he's think ready. he is either. I watched the film. Like, I just, I don't think he's ready yet, but I think he will yeah, be. Well, like I said, I said not AB. Like he's gonna have to be ready when Texas that's goes to the wild. SEC. He gonna have to come with it. Hey, can't no look, can't nobody. Well, it depends on what you was, what you was, whatever his name is, whatever he did. Yeah, Rocky was, I got you. Because he's a, he, my fact, no, he come back, he's a sophomore, he'll be back next year. He should come back next year. He should, but they, if that, because if that threat, thought, if that threat, if that threat Arch, of Archie. That's, that's why I thought Arch was going to redshirt this year, because it makes no sense for him to sit behind a sophomore, a sophomore quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But, but it's cool, you know. Like I said, if something crazy happens in the off season or this whatever they call it in college football, the spring season, whatever, he'll be in the transfer portal. He'll be on somebody's roster. And he'll be starting. This is like a big time mm-hmm. audition for Brock Ewers this year, basically. Just in oh, case, basically, they try yeah. to, in case they try to pull the plug early and try to insert and force Archie Manning down our throat this year. I mean, next year. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically what it is. Yeah. One. One of them. Well, what one of them going to be in Alabama next year? Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey he's telling you this man that he might not be lying, bro. Going at, at this point, where Alabama's quarterback play, they man, they 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 probably will definitely be doing some shopping for a quarterback in this offseason. And with how Texas, USC, Colorado, everybody winning the recruiting battles, man, Alabama's probably already on the horn. Like, hey, we need a quarterback, and we need a quarterback right now. Yeah, well, the way things look right now, Alabama might be desperate for a quarterback. I'm trying to tell you, Nick already on that horn. Like, y'all not gonna do me like this. <laughs> Like Alabama might fuck around and lose this weekend to A and uh, I, I don't doubt that at all because Alabama they have no I, I don't I see no wild yeah, factor. Like and and somebody um Joel Clatt oh. Joel Clatt said it no, phenomenally well like no, they, if, I think well like if if Texas is if Texas or Michigan is gonna <laughs> win the Natty this is the year to do it. That's because because be Alabama and Georgia are really both kind of down right now. Like Georgia's not down a lot, but they're down enough to where they're not as dominant as they have been. Yeah, they lost all those dogs. They Literally. did lose all them dogs to the Philadelphia Eagles, but you know. Mm-hmm. 
they really just transferred him. Let's just call it, they just transferred him to the Eagles. That's really what they did. The Eagles keep and nobody in the NFL can blame anybody but themselves for letting the Eagles yeah. draft these motherfuckers. And the ones they got now were young. Yeah. And they yeah. all balling right now on the Eagles defense, too. They really are. And I mean, I mean, as a college kid coming out of Georgia, if I get drafted to the Eagles, like, man, I got drafted to a team. Look, just as, precious as, defense, as precious as defensive linemen are, and Yeah, like, and you just got finished playing in the national championship. So, exactly. it's only right. It's only right. I mean, it's the league is stupid. They don't value. Oh, speaking of which, that, that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about. Did y'all hear the stupidity that Colin Cowherd said out of his mouth? On which day of the week? <clears throat> Okay. Um, which time? Because you know he's he's known for saying a lot of dumb shit. If he was the Steelers, he would trade. This is about the Steelers. Oh God! All right, we got a crazy delay. But anyway, he said that he would trade George Pickens, a first round pick, and T.J. Watt, and T.J. Watt to be the quarterback. For the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm like, as good as Kate for Caleb Williams, just for Caleb Williams. As good as Caleb Williams might be, I'm not giving up TJ Watt and a wide receiver for a quarter. Who he gonna throw to? And then who he gonna throw to, but then who gonna stop? Who gonna play defense? I'm trying and to figure out are two. Hard to find, let alone one like TJ Watt. I'm trying to figure out where he got that stupidity from. Lee, he just like snatched that stupidity out the air. Like did that, did that, did that idiot, did that, that idiot see just come out the? I'm, I'm looking. It's not. It's y'all see it. It's nowhere. Around. I don't know. Y'all see stupid flying around. I'm trying to find it. It's where he get that dumb shit from. Listen. And he must have slapped. He must have pulled that right out the middle well, of the air. Right on top of all that, the the Steelers are not known to make wild draft day things like that happen. That's not their. That's not their nature. They draft very well. They don't need to do outlandish shit in the draft because the Steelers are one of the few franchises that draft very well. And one thing they draft and develop very well are fucking receivers. Like, give give George Pickett another year. Like, it's not over yet. Like, don't worry. Like, he's going to be fine. Like, yeah. but I'm not trading him. And I'm, they damn sure are really good at drafting defensive players. Why the fuck would I trade a cornerstone defensive piece in T.J. Watt? I'm not, and just like Mel is the same, we're not as sold on Caleb Williams like everybody else. Like, I'm just not. And then there's all these stories that, oh, he might be college because he, he can make more money and he don't want to play for the Bears or whoever. Okay. That's what exactly what Mel said, by the way. That's exactly what Mel said, by the way. That's exactly what Mel said, by the way. He Mel literally called it. I want everybody to sit up here before you guys get to reporting all your dumb shit. Cool. Taking all sauce. Mel, my boy, my boy said it Ooh. first. Okay. Players are going to start to to negate the draft and just pick to be a free agent and go to the team they want to. So before all y'all get to saying, Ooh. "Oh yeah, Caleb Williams is going to negate the draft," and we we said it first. We we don't want to hear it. Okay. Just know it came from FTSL. Inside the huddle first. I don't want to hear none of y'all bullshit. Well, that and also, I <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, I agree with them. Um, I'm trying to remember who said it. 
somebody has said it on another show I was watching, but they said eventually we need to get to a point where just like the NBA, the NFL does a draft lottery for the top 10 picks. And it's getting to that point. That's probably what almost needs to happen because if quarterbacks or marquee players start doing what they're, what we've kind of talked about and what they're talking about might be doing, this is a way to kind of, I guess we'll say taper it down just a little bit because if, if players, if college players start running the draft, the draft is going to go to shit. Like, like it is like the draft is important, but if guys like Caleb Williams, like, eh, like if they try to pull the, the Phillip rivers, um, Eli Manning thing, like, Oh, I'm not going to go play for that franchise type shit. Like, no, that shit ain't going to fly with these billion dollar owners. At some point, they're going to be like, nah, we need to, we need to unfuck this. Well, come up with a draft lottery system. How about that? It's funny because a lot of players, and it's funny because a lot of players are only going to start doing that because they know a lot of teams are are purposely well, tanking it's, for it's not, it's not. It's not just that. It's the fact of. Yeah, and then you have the you have the thing. Caleb Williams is making four million dollars at USC. Like it doesn't seem like a lot of money, but it's four million dollars. No, you like that's a lot of money for a college athlete to be making. So you can call it what you want. Like that's why they could sacrifice and say, you know what? I'll stay in college another year. Because if he's making four million this year, guess how much he's gonna make next year? See a double? A lot. Like it, and it's to a point where <clears throat> the next time we have a collective bargaining agreement, this is this is my proposal. GQ's proposal. Put my GM yeah, out on. It's just like we need to, we need it, we need to establish a draft lottery for running backs. They need to have a front-loaded and a shorter contract. If you don't want to pay them, then you need to give them a chance to make their money. So you need to shorten running back contracts and front-load them, and you need to do something about this whole this this franchise tag thing and make it you know a little bit more make it more seamless. Right now, it's fucking it's chaotic at best. But I think a draft lottery is definitely something that probably needs to happen sooner rather than later because it it, it incentivizes excuse me decentivizes these tanking teams because now mm -hmm. oh cool you're one of the top ten teams but it's not guaranteed that you're going to get the number one spot. Now, you can still have the draft pick play, like, all this stuff like that, because, yeah, right now the Bears are going to have two two picks in the top ten. If you had a draft lottery, they got two ping pong balls and fucking little shit to, you know, be pulled. So now instead of have, potentially having the first and second, maybe you get the second and the fifth or the first and the ninth, you know, something a little different. Agreed. I actually like that idea a lot. Oh, just making sure they know. Look, you heard it here first. We we just we just putting our GM hats on. You know, we just we just you know brainstorming a little bit. You know, just giving yep. billionaires ideas. No, and it's the thing is, I think that was the case. My fucking headphones was lagging. But um, no, nah, it's, it's, I don't think, I think 
we talked about this a million different options that they have for the draft. I still believe that if you want to entice teams to win and not tank, then the teams that just missed the playoffs, teams with who just missed it, who have winning records but weren't good enough, those are the teams that should be drafting at the top of the draft. I'm not opposed like, to that. That makes this more way, sense. This way, you you push teams to keep winning <clears throat> at the end of the season. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it just gives more incentive for to for for teams to actually develop the right way instead of waiting for a quarterback to come fix all their problems. Because yep. if you're because think about it, at the end of the season, you're telling teams if you want that first overall pick, you got to win these last two games, not lose them. You got to win these last two games. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, like, and it, it, it goes back to that old adage. Now, when you talk about teams being like one or two players away, well, if I'm a, a seven and nine team or a team or a seven and ten team, excuse me, in this case, all of a sudden I'm drafting two or three overall. Maybe I draft that pass rusher that I needed, or maybe I'm a, you know, maybe I'm a receiver away and I draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and he helps take our team over the top. Like, you know, that makes way more sense than the team that won two fucking games getting a pick and ruining a young player's career early, essentially. And you know what it also helps? It stops quarterbacks who don't deserve to be drafted in the first five picks. They don't go in the first five picks. Now you get your franchise quarterback later in the draft where it doesn't hurt you yeah. financially. Exactly. That's another thing. Now, now your now your quarterbacks like the, the ones we continue to talk about, the two that we talk about the most in, in Zach Wilson and Justin Fields can get drafted and sit behind a veteran and learn properly and actually come in much more refined instead of in this critical year three, you've got – Justin Fields, who's on his third coordinator, and you've got Zach Wilson, who's got a defensive head coach. Two things that don't mesh. Yeah. Or, or if even if you do end up with Chicago Bears, even if you do end up drafting Justin Fields, you're drafting him at 18. You're not drafting him at three. Yeah. That's a Hello. big difference. That is sense, a right? big difference. Well, too bad you common know? sense is not so common these days. Man, ain't that the fucking truth? Especially when it comes to sports. You know, so there's a lot of things. See, this is why they need us to run the NFL and just, we could fix it, literally. Little shit, we could fix it. Two years, everything's done. Everybody's feeling good. I get rid of some of these goofy uniforms. We'll go back to the old school uniforms. We do a lot of shit. Well, then, and I'll, I'll throw out the, me, for me personally, one of the dumbest rules that the NFL has, and it's the cleat rule. I think that's the dumbest shit on the planet. Like you, you shouldn't be telling me that I can only wear cleats to match my my team's uniform. Like cleats is like one of those things. Like you know, it, it kind of says it kind of tells the story of who you are. A lot of these no, players they, have they, they support they, they, and like other things like that. So you know, now I got it. If it's a theme thing, like if there's something going on, that's one thing. But like you know, right now we got my favorite time of year that's coming up, which is the NFL salute to service thing. What if I want to rock some camoed out cleats? What if it no? Don't match my the cleats, you know, the cleats are more, they're more loose on the cleats than. Everything else, there's still AJ Brown got two has been penalized twice this year for his cleats already because they were yeah because he yeah. wore like some electric he wore like some electric green ones and he wanted that but they they were representing like some charity organization that he has but I go back to remember Brandon Marshall Brandon Marshall was getting penalized every week 
for wearing them because he had a, a thing for his cleats were about his charity for autism and stuff like that. His little organization. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? No, I know what it is. This that that was a little different because you have to go, you have to let the league know. You have to call the league office and let them know that's what you're doing. A lot of these dudes just wake up in the morning and just fucking do it. And this is why they end up getting sued. They, well, but they my, why, but why are why are you so too. concerned what kind of cleats I'm wearing? Like, I don't think cleats are that outlandish. Now, even though my man, um, what was it, uh, two years ago, the tight end for the Green Bay Packers that rocked them, them Grinch, them Grinch ones, I ain't gonna lie, the most is fresh, but you gotta, you gotta let somebody know fire, right? <laughs> no, because it's like, <laughs> was gas. At, least I they was green. at least they was green and matched the uniform, but them motherfuckers was outlandish. I was like, hold on, bro. You got some Grinch for cleats on, like, wait a minute. Wait I a ain't minute. gonna lie to you. All them things was fire. Hey, yeah, I would have worn them, but I, you, you got to let somebody know. But, like, if I want to wear, like, for October, if I want to rock some breast cancer awareness month cleats, I shouldn't have to let you know. I should be able to do it. No, those are – those are – those are, but those are sanctioned – but the, the league lets you rock out during breast cancer awareness month. You can wear the pink ones and rock out. The thing is, it's like when you work construction and they okay. tell you you got to wear steel-toe shoe, steel-toe shoe boots. Like that's pretty much what it is. It's like yeah, you got it. There's a uniform policy with steel toe. That's that's not even a construction. That's an OSHA thing. Like that's a safety thing. Cleats ain't got nothing to do with safety. As no, no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying. Out. It's just part, that's the way that they look at it. Like from head to toe, there's a uniform guideline. Fair enough. I'll I'll, 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 I'll live with that as much now, as I see, don't. But I'll live with that, that. I can understand, right? There's a uniform guideline because even in college, right? Like there was certain stuff that we couldn't do because per the uniform guidelines, right? Like yeah. there, you couldn't. Like, you know how, like, now they allow the players to, like, roll up their jerseys and stuff like that to yeah. where it shows the bottom part of their stomach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we couldn't do that back in you the day. You couldn't do that back like, in the day. Yeah. We couldn't do that back in the day. But, like, now they're more lenient on that because it was a uniform thing. So, like, I can definitely understand or, like, tail pads to where they, there was some some leagues so don't allow, allow you to show your tail pads. Some leagues do allow you to show your tail pads. Like it just yeah, like NFL. It goes – like yeah, you, you have know. to tuck in your jersey. Like you can't have your jersey untucked. So like it goes, it it goes different ways. But um, like, like the cleat thing, I just, I just feel like you got like the sock thing, right? I, all right, bet. I'm 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 stout on that. I I don't I don't care about that. Like I feel like that shouldn't change. But the cleat thing, I definitely feel like, like as long as like the team kind of approves. Then I kind of feel yeah, like the NFL. Yeah, no, I don't think it should be. be I don't think it should be a league thing. I think it's fine if it's a team. It should thing. be more team because thing. cleats yeah, like are team. cleats, just like just like basketball players rocking their shoes. It's an individuality thing. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm I'm cool with the rest of it. You could tell me I can't wear certain colors of fucking gloves. I don't really give a shit. But like my cleats are like me. Like my cleats are me. So I like you know, and that that's just me. This is because this is where the league is. This is where the league is like. Look, no one's bigger than the shield. So they they go out and they like, look, we got these brand deals like Jordan brand and Nike. Like we're like, look, we paid a lot of fucking money for these people to be here. Listen, yeah, I'll wear any of them brands. Just don't tell me what kind I can wear. Like I don't give out now. Me, I don't. I can't wear Jordan cleats because I'm not paying that kind of money for them. But I'll rock shut of some Nike and some Under Armour cleats in a heartbeat. I don't get that's the whole collection right now. I think that's the biggest thing, right, bro? Like, I think, like, a lot of people, because, like, you have these specific brand deals with these specific uh, brands, like, like they'll give them, like, you can wear the Jordan, you can wear the Nike, you can wear the Adidas, but it's, like, where are the designs that we have already approved? Like, don't be kind of come in with, the, with, with your own design, and we haven't approved it yet. And it's, like, I get it, right? Because it's, like, it's, like, with the... Um, God damn, with the anime, um, with the anime face shield that Jamal, uh, yeah. Jamal Williams is wearing, 
it's like, yeah, you can have it for like practice, you know what I'm saying? For like, you know, yeah. before, you know, warm-ups or you know, shit like that. But you can't wear that shit in the game, game. Like you got because what it. happens is if you wear it and it's licensed to someone else, they could sue mm-hmm. the NFL. They could be mm-hmm. like, Oh, he wore that on TV, yada yada yada. That he's promoting that. Well, y'all are promoting it. Mm-hmm. Here's my money. We didn't get the proper, yeah. We didn't get the proper, you know, pay from it or all the stuff like that. So this same thing happened to uh, to Odell when he was in Cleveland. He had got Nike made him some custom made Joker cleats, and he had yep. to change mm-hmm. cleats at halftime. So I mean, the the brand the brand made these for him specifically for this game, and he had matching gloves. But the NFL at halftime made him change cleats. Yeah, and I think that I think at that point it came to like the it came to the uniform policy itself, right? right. Because the because the cleats were a different color and like they're you know that the NFL the NFL uniform rule where it's like they have specific colors to where you know people are supposed to wear as people or people are supposed yeah. to adhere to. I think that's the that's that's yeah. when it became a, a bigger issue. Yeah. Well the but other part with his I don't like, think he should have changed I don't think he should have changed them. I'd have took the no, fine. I don't well, care. So what, fly. the other part that got him was, the thing is that's why that's why I said about Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He wasn't even supposed to be on the field. That's true. The sock thing I can get, like I said, I'm with I'm with both of you. We lockstep on that. The sock thing is 1945. We can leave it yeah. at that. 1945. But like the thing with Odell's thing was that the NFL had actually changed had changed the schedule up to where the Browns changed uniforms. The cleats were going to match the original uniform because they were going to wear the all whites. And I believe that's when they ended up switching to the, the um their color rush, which is what made then made his cleats not match the things. I'm like, so. So That's he already true. had these made prior to the like when the schedule came out, these cleats were ready to That's go. True. And then all of a sudden the color rush thing happened. That'd be, oh, this is mm-hmm. the Browns color rush game. And he didn't have yep. he already That's had true. these cleats, you know, made for him. Yeah, but but That's yeah, I get, I get it. But yeah. that's just that's just that color rush, that like, color rush thing. That color rush thing. We all have our little rants, <laughs> but like, you know, like yeah. that's just the athlete in me. Like, I like my cleats, I like my hoop and shoes. Yeah, I like, no, I like what I like. It's an extension of your personality. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Look good, feel good, play good. Dion said the best. 100%. Yep. So you play good, they pay good. Yeah. Like, see, matter of fact, hold on. Well, that's, that's not true because running backs don't get paid, but they play good. Mm, ain't that some shit? Crazy, huh? <laughs> Just thought I would be Crazy. petty real quick. You know, normally that's oh, a yeah, most definitely. line, but I'm, I, I had to borrow that real quick. You got to. You got to throw in that pettiness, man, because uh, the people who do the most work, i.e., running backs and linemen, oh, they'll never get the true respect that they deserve. You know? Yeah, like I was like, come on, man. I got look where we at. See, I got hold on, because y'all know whenever I leave, I'll come back with some silly shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We got a look. And I'm the coach. You see these yes, sir. Vegas invaders. Hey, go. Look, look, then you know I had to get these to pop I had to pop these off with them. Hold on. See. Hey, I like the I like the shirts though. Like like low key, I'm, I, you might I might have you might have to mail me a pair of them. Like I, I need a pair. Like, I rock shot this in the gym. I wear them to the gym. No cap. You know what I'm saying? Like I need a pair. I need a pair. Man, let me know when y'all release the apparel line because I'm sure trying to cop me a pair. Man, I need a pair of cleats right now. I showed up at practice. All the girls was like, Coach, where you get them shit? Where you get that? It's like I got y'all. Don't worry about it. I got you. I need a pair. I'm gonna be bust out in the OG males. But the flag football attorney, tell him stop playing with me, okay? Like, don't worry but about it. Just I'm know that I'm rocking the these motherfuckers. Pink yeah. versions, and we finna go crazy. Stop playing with me, man. Wait till, wait yeah, till the uniform. Put them on. Crazy. 
I got you. It's good. I oh, no, got I'm you, dog. Hey, when the uniform come I out, I definitely got to get a jersey now. I'm, I'm with it because I'll wear, I'll wear the jersey on the show. I'm promoting like a motherfucker. I don't care. I need a pair of the cleats, and I'm going to go crazy. Y'all going to have all the dopest action shots in those cleats. I promise you. Yeah, so we were those, – those, when I got those, I showed up in practice. They was like, coach, like, what are you doing? I was like, hey, y'all didn't Them know things. me when I was playing. Heat, okay? When Them I was playing, I was him. Heat over there. They would look maybe like, yo, who the fuck is that right there? Hey, I'm that guy. Heat, pure, unadulterated. Y'all see it, okay? I don't, we're not going to say too much, but that heat, okay? Heat. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. I man. Here we go. I'm I'm missing the chat. My bad. There's a bunch of people in the chat. Tyrone is in the chat. My bad, Tyrone. Damn, he was chatting they away did. too. But it's all right. Hey, look. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about D'Angelo. I do Williams. remember that. Yep. I do remember that. I do remember that. But I think that the D'Angelo Williams uh thing was different because nobody else was wearing pink. You know, like normally it is a team thing. Nobody else was wearing pink. And because he had lost his mom to <clears throat> breast cancer, he yeah. felt like he, he he felt like it was one of his, it, was, it was his duty and his obligation to wear pink because of before his mom. And he took those fines. He he did not care. He took those fines and he said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the fines because, like, this is something that's important to me. It, it goes beyond the team. It goes beyond the NFL. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take those fines and I'm ready to pay that to pay that price. And he did. Man, he didn't complain about it at all. Yeah, so now, I like I like that last comment. The, I mean, the previous comment that was up from Tyrone. That was that. That's that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like hundred percent the truth. Like people be sometimes people trying to do way too much when the game of football is very simple. Very simple. Ain't that the truth? The objective is to get the ball out of your hands as fast as possible in the hands of your playmakers to make the first guy miss mm-hmm. on offense. On defense, your objective is to find the football and tackle the football. That's your objective. Point blank. Period. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do too much. And Brandon Staley, you 100% are on the list of doing too much. That's, see? Exactly. Ooh, ooh. Damn that unicorn. Give me that proven dog. Yep. Man. What do y'all say? Leaders and dogs? Ain't that? Oh, okay. I'm I'm a team. I'll take a team full of dogs in a heartbeat than a team full of puppies and one unicorn. Mm-hmm. That's all I need is a team full of dogs. I don't care about else. Nobody hey, else. Just give me twenty-two players that's ready to that's ready you to. You know what you get shit. when you got a team full of dogs? The two thousand and seven fucking New York Giants, a team full of dogs. Pretty much, a go. team yep. full of defensive dogs. You had a NASCAR package full of defensive pass rushers. That's some team full of dogs. That's what it looked like. Yeah, and Brandon Jacobs running the ball. Exactly, a dog running the football, not a unicorn, a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and I like he and he's right. Like and and I get it if it's if it is controversial. Yeah, that's one thing because there's some things out there that we don't need you rocking and rolling with. But yeah, that's the, but that's the thing is like see the problem is the NFL tries to control they because the NFL understands one thing. If some one person can fuck it up for everybody, oh without question, somebody so like Kyrie would have fucked it up for the whole NFL already. Yeah, so it's like if you let one person do it. 90% of the 90% of the athletes are going to follow the rules. They're going to do, they're going to have fun with it. It's not going to be nothing crazy, but it's going to be about five guys. that's going to be like, they're going to write, fuck you on the cleats. And it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. And then it's like, you know what? To avoid that, we're just not going to let nobody do shit. So, I mean, it goes with the, you know, like a work uniform policy, right? Like 
they let somebody they let everybody pre-dress they let everybody wear what they want to wear and then yeah. somebody wear something inappropriate and then now let, nobody can wear what they want to wear yeah i'm gonna make moolies mad right now it's like the girl is like if you don't have a dress code girls gonna show up wearing crazy shit tight pants titties out it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be all over the place but that's one thing you don't have to worry about with guys like we ain't trying to dress outlandish we really be trying to whatever the function is we trying to dress for that you tell me i can dress comfortable for work as long as I ain't pulling up in pajama pants and slippers and, you know, saying, I'm, I'm a, you know, we good. All right. You know, girls, they they, they take advantage. They're going yes. to be booty yes, shorts all do. over the place. Yeah, and because... be a fucking distraction the whole shift. <laughs> because it last time at my job, the reason why a lot of the, the reason why the dress code got taken away is because a lot of the girls got to doing too much with their clothes. So, yeah. so be like that. Gonna... You feel me? There's gonna be dudes it's in the NFL. Do, it's easy for them to do too much. It's too much out there for them to wear. Yep. And that's the problem. Like, so the NFL just they just rein it in. They're like, we know there's gonna be 10% is just going to lose their mind with this. So we yep. can't do it. Yeah. Stupid. So it ain't over yet. It ain't over. <laughs> I don't um, think it's ever gonna be over. No, never. It's never over. Um, no, I, I saw the. I saw the. The. Um, I guess we used the word fuckery last night. Um, when I watched uh, PVT last night, I, I I couldn't even get in the chat. I just wanted to watch it because I was just like, "Good lord, if y'all ain't keeping up with the shows, man, I'm telling you right now. Since Monday, it's shit's been, been just." Shit's been haywire since Monday. Like, it's been turn up city. It's been turn up like, city. I'm just look. I'm surprised that nobody invade us on Wednesday. I'm, I guess we didn't do nothing wrong. We was cool on Wednesday. We was cooling in the gang on Wednesday, just getting all recap in for the weekend. But boy, <laughs> Monday and Thursday, boy, it was one thousand on. Look, we gonna have yeah, we gonna have to. We gonna we've been turning up like this. But this is what we we promised that this was gonna happen. We said, look, yeah. as once the revamp happened and as things started to settle, these shows was going to get live. And um, <clears throat> fellas, I don't know if you guys are aware. I don't know if anybody's aware. Everybody uh, in the chat, everybody that's watching us right now, you know, we're live. Um, we are almost at 500 subscribers. Like, literally, like, like right there, dog. You feel me? Like, Yo, if we if can get to that halfway point to a band, I'm trying to tell you guys. It's literally uphill, downhill, side hill, however you guys want to classify it. We going from there, I'm telling you. But look, this is, once we get to look, 500, it's going down. Look, I, we said it, the goal, like I said, we get this, we want to get to it. 1,200 by February was the goal. Yeah. By the end of the Super Bowl. By the end of the Super Bowl, 1,200 you know, followers. Um, the content is here. The content is here. Troy has been hit that sub button and watch, come watch Troy cook. Troy's been doing his best Migos impression, whipping that stir fry up. Yeah. You've been cooking it up. But this is what we've been doing, man. It's what we've been doing, man. Like we've been having fun with it. Um, it's we're family, so it's family first. You know, everything we do is all out of love. So don't ever get it twisted. If you see us in here acting up, that's just what we do. Don't think it's dysfunction amongst his family because it's not. Yeah. 
No, nah, it's no dysfunction in this family whatsoever. Um, we, the dysfunction that we might have had, we we excommunicated a long time ago. Yeah, that way I'm gonna say that without saying too much. What is Get him, big dog. Get him. Get him. We had this conversation. We had this conversation a few days ago. So he he had some frustrations. He wanted to get out. All right. Um. Let's rock. You want to get to these? You want to recap last week? Go bullet. You know, bullet point some of these games. We can do that. There was some. There was. This has been the um. It's been the season of blowouts. Yeah. Definitely. I don't remember the last time I've seen as many blowouts in the first four games of the season. Like. It's kind of been well, absurd. It's hard because they don't allow defenses to play defense. So this is what's going Like we've seen it. No, because I'm still salty about that fucking call in the damn in the Jets and Chiefs game. Yep. Oh, we can that talk about salty that calls because that was a catch by Terry McLaurin in overtime. Facts. I'm it definitely sorry. was. It definitely I'm was. But I didn't I didn't like that. I didn't like that pass interference call on that Jets game because first of all, Patrick Mahomes, you know better than this. You are the half a billion dollar quarterback. Why, why in the hell is you throwing in the triple coverage in the first place? You don't never do no shit like that. You threw yes, that ball. The this is the was on, yeah, but on this particular oh. throw, on this just this just this one throw that, that made no sense because you had a corner on your hip, the safety was there, crashing down, ready to go, Moving and the up. linebacker slid through. Like it was just a bad place to this ball. Out, but <laughs> just to <laughs> Put things in a little bit more of a retrospect. We talked about these blowouts. Let me just level these out for you. The Bills blew out the Dolphins, 48 to 20. The Ravens blew out the Browns, 28 to 3. Um, I'm sorry, DTR. We was hope we, we we had high hopes for you, my boy. You just wasn't ready just yet, but it's okay. Yeah, he didn't um, get no help either. That fucking remotely. <laughs> um, the Texans blew out the Steelers, 30 to 6. Uh, the Bucks blew out the Saints, 26 to 9. Titans blew out the Bengals, 27 to 3. Uh, the Cowboys blew out my Patriots, 38 to 3. And the Seahawks blew out the Troy's Little Giants 24-3. That's just last week alone. Yeah. There's been plenty of other blowouts prior to week four, but that was just in week four of the blowouts that happened. This has been the season of blowouts. Can we talk Obviously, about we can't remember that 70-point game for the rest of the season. But Can we talk about the titans Bengals? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of – first of all, welcome back, Derrick Henry. First of all, yeah. let's just start with that. King Henry, put your crown back on, tilt to the side one time. Um, glad you came back. Yeah. No, nah, it was. I mean, I was going to say that too. Regardless, they didn't run the ball. They didn't kind of help. Yeah, no, they didn't do a lot. Of, they didn't do a lot of things in that game. The they didn't. They didn't drop back. Any favorites times, in that game. Yeah, they they really they really didn't help my boy out there. I still I still think he's going to be good though. Yeah, that, but Baltimore, oh, he's still going to be good because he still looks pretty good. Baltimore was ready to play. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That was the best. That was the best the Todd Munkin project has looked thus far. And now Definitely. we're really going to see how it looked against Pittsburgh this upcoming weekend, which I'm looking forward to. I got that game circled. I can't right. wait to watch that game because I'm trying to watch every single snap. And I think yep. Odell's – he's. I think Odell's a playing this yep. week, so. Okay. Yep. Odell should be back this week. Because they were down two receivers last week. They were down Odell and uh, Perryman, right? Because uh, I think mm -hmm. Zay Flowers was their main – Zay Flowers Zay and Flowers. Mark Henderson yeah. their main guys last week. Mm -hmm. But Zay Flowers has been uh he's been not to mention, um it Lamar. looks like they're gonna they're gonna Lamar's activate uh, Mitchell off of IR as well, their other running back who may eventually end up being their number one running back. Elijah? Yeah. Elijah? No, no, no. They're another no, no, no. another kick Ken, Kenyon Kenyon. He was their star in the preseason. He was the one mm -hmm. that was averaging like six yards of carry in the preseason. Mm -hmm. But um okay, the problem 
and I said this, I'm going back home. I'm, I'm going back. Like, look, I've always said I don't trust quarterbacks who had one good year in college. I just don't do it. Now, I know Joe Burrow's hurt. Well, he's not 100% healthy. But I also think he's reverting back to who he really is. And which he is, is just a okay to good quarterback. He's not someone who should be in these top five conversations because he's got too many weapons and he's not using them. And Jamar Chase is getting frustrated. He's getting a little agitated. I'm always fucking open. Always fucking open. Like when you got a dude his size with his speed, it don't take a lot for him to get open or to be open. Just get that man the ball. We we just we just watched this last night with DJ Moore. We just watched this. We also watched it with Garrett Wilson against the Chiefs of all teams. Like yeah. we've seen this. We saw it with Mike Evans. Just put that motherfucker in his general time in general area. We've seen it with Stephon with Stephon Diggs. We've seen it with Justin Jefferson. Some guys are just ballers. Put that motherfucker in their radius. You know, D-Hop back in the day, playing with all these different quarterbacks. Hey, man, just throw that bitch somewhere in his general direction. He coming down with that ball. Throw the ball to Jamar Chase. Jamar, there's no reason Jamar shouldn't get a minimum of eight targets a game. Minimum. I think I think the Bengals are another team that is definitely suffering from bad coaching right now because I don't know what the fuck Zach Taylor has, has done. I don't know what drugs like he's taking. I don't know like what – I don't know what he's been drinking. Like he may be drinking lighter fluid, like everybody else has been drinking. But I don't know what the fuck he's reverted back to. Like he's reverted back to, literally, because he has his quarterback stationary in the pocket. There's no, there's no fluidity. There's no fluidity to the offense. There's no creativity to the offense. Joe, Joe, Joe Mixon is is non-existent. T. Higgins is non-existent. Tyler well, Boyd T. Higgins is, is also injured right now too. Like, the biggest like, thing is what you just said, Joe. Mixon. But even then, even then, yeah. before T. Higgins was before T. Higgins got injured. He was literally non-existent in that offense. Well, no, nah, he's getting Higgins was getting more targets than Chase was. In that week, in that week two game, Higgins got like eleven targets. Got like eleven targets after after and week I'm, one, not seeing a target. Yeah, and the thing is, it's just crazy. I said this when they got drafted. Jamar Chase is the better receiver out of him and Justin Jefferson. Oh, of the course. Is, I've always the said that. Is, they will force feed Justin Jefferson no matter what. Oh, yeah. and they were, and look, they and, they, and they were they were on the same team, and we people forget they were on the same team at one point. Yeah, it's just fucking bizarre to know that like that LSU team still is one of the most stacked offensive teams you've ever laid eyes on. Like that mm-hmm. shit is unbelievable. How many stars were on that team, and one of many really playing in the NFL very much. And Thaddeus Moss, who was their other guy, mm-hmm. we talk about him hardly ever. He was also on that fucking LSU team. It's like yeah. that's crazy. Oh, they no, had a I'll... fucking track meet. They had they had the Miami Dolphins in college, yeah. like. And Joe Burrow so, was slinging that motherfucker. Yeah, and and so until he can get himself right, the, this is what the Bengals are going to be. And the, and didn't they just give him a contract extension? So why are you not protecting your investment? Boom. Or at the minimum, right? Mulich said it. They're not, and I think Mel said the same thing. They're not doing their their offense is very vanilla. Hey man, I got too much speed and too much height to not start moving cats around pre-snap. Joe Burrow shouldn't be holding that ball longer than 2.5 seconds. He just shouldn't. We watched, we watched a stationary Ben Roethlisberger. We watched a stationary Ben Roethlisberger do a three-step job and throw that bitch to Antonio Brown like it was nothing. And Antonio Brown ain't six foot tall. Nope. 
And this is, but this is I what mean, I say. Coaching is so bad right now that, and, and and the reason why I say it's bad is because for whatever reason, this is going to go back to Wayne. Wherever I know you're watching, Wayne, I'm gonna get your ass back on the show because this they, they all adopted the Wayne mentality. They don't value running backs like. To make the passing game work, you have to run the fucking ball. 100%. It's funny how we talked about that. We've talked about that with a couple of teams. Like, it's it doesn't make sense to me that Washington last night had a drive. They went three and out. They threw three straight passes. Matter of fact, I won't even use Washington. I'll use the Bears as the example because they had the lead. They yeah. was only up a touchdown, and they needed to milk the clock. They threw the ball three straight times, had the ball for a total of 17 seconds. How are you helping your team by doing that? You're not. You have a running back like Joe Mixon and you have a young running back in Chase Brown. Use a two running back method and get that motherfucking rock moving. Mm. Like just save your quarterback from one getting hit and two save him from having to roll out the fucking pocket. Preserve that because unnecessarily we know this The snow is coming. Winter's coming. And when you oh, got yeah. injuries like that and it's cold outside, them hits hurt that much more. But the last still, thing these, I these, want is Joe Burrow's calf stiffening up in the fucking snow. But these right. dummies still gonna pass the ball. This is the thing that yep. bugs me out. They it's gonna be a it's gonna be pouring down snow. It's gonna be four or five inches of snow on the ground. They still five wide receivers and do, 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 do. And then, like, yep. what are you doing? Because yep. teams that run the football in the playoffs are the most successful. Yep. Even the Chiefs run the fucking ball in the playoffs. You have say, to. Say it again, GQ. Say it again, GQ. Running the football in the playoffs is how you're successful. And what else? What, what else? What do you have to do on the other side? What do you got to play? That's that thing. Start with a D. I was just saying. I was just oh, say, what's I think that? it's called defense. I think like, they have tackle. a letter D with a yeah, fence yeah. next to it. It's like defense. Yeah. yeah. You know, they always say, you know, defense wins championships. And some people say that's not true. And I'm like, well, okay. Like, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, sorry to burst your bubble, but defense plays a factor in winning championships still. Running the game and playing solid defense. Yeah. Yeah. If you have an offense that's explosive, like, you just kind of got lucky because everybody got football work. Sorry, guys. Because, I mean, just look at this last Super Bowl. The defense played a key role because when Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball, what did the defense do? They scored touchdowns. Oh, my God, defense. Oh, my God. It's funny how that happened. There's that word again. There's that word again, defense. Like, There's that word again. I'm not saying you got to have an elite defense. I'm not saying that. But your defense has to play a factor, 100%. Yeah, and not to mention, hey, there's this other thing we call special teams. They have to do hmm. something special. And in the last Super Bowl – Kadarius Tony did something borderline special. He almost did something that still hasn't happened in the Super Bowl. He almost ran that bitch back and scored. It almost happened. It was just close. So see, see, it's funny how GQ, we have three you know you levels of, of a team and we only focus so much on passing the ball. We don't talk you know you about can't bring running, special teams. We don't talk about the blocking. We don't talk can about the tackling. Like, take a second and can we read Tyrone's quote right now? What does that say? And no true shutdown corners of DB. No one has that dog like Woodson, Bailey, Reed, Dawkins. We ain't got no Champ Bailey's. We ain't got no Ty Laws. Yeah, you know we ain't who got wasn't no Deion Sanders. We ain't got none Rod of that. Wilson. I was just saying, go ahead, Mel. No, go ahead, Mel. Finish that statement. Go ahead. All right. You know who wasn't mentioned because I respect mm-hmm. Tyrone's opinion on this. Mm-hmm. You know who name he didn't mention? Hmm. Rail Reavers. 
Oh, dang, that's crazy. Now, that's he, what, now he also, I he I didn't, he didn't mention Ty Law either, but I'm going to give him a break on that. But, you know, that's just me being the Patriots fan I am. Because I, well, we know, no, but Ty Law, is that, Ty Law is in that conversation. But, you know, people like to call Darrell Revis this shutdown. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, not going to do it. it. Nope. We give, I'm, we not give about, I'm not getting back into it. Free cloud on this show. We're done. Not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. All right. But, um, all right, so we got to do this. We're going to go through these because I don't like doing the picks when we're not on the show because we don't get to do the picks. And I, ain't shit. I need some stuff. I need some stuff to clip up for the YouTube, for the, for the TikTok. Um, Commanders already shit the bed, so that game is over. Y'all knew I was going to take them anyway. But shit, like shit I said, it's pretty lightly. It was a win-win for me because Justin Fields almost got me 50 fantasy points. I keep trying to tell y'all, I can't lose when I play with him. Hey, and that's cool, bro. Like, it's cool. Like, I got Justin Fields and a couple other fantasy teams, and it's cool. Like, it's and it's uh, and it's funny because me and OG Mel are playing each other this week, and I had I had Brian Robinson, and and I had Khalil Herbert before he got jacked up. So my running backs combined for like 16. But it's cool. It's, it's I got crazy. nervous because Herbert was he, he came out in that first. He, he was did. Cooking. I was like, man, he got seventy eight yards in the first half. He's gonna break a hundo. That's exactly yeah. what I thought was gonna happen. But it's okay because I have to gamble this week because unfortunately my QB one is on a bye week in Justin Herbert. So I'm gambling with Joshua Dobbs this week. We'll see how that pans out. Should be fun, who right? They got, who they got this week? They got uh Cincinnati. Oh, he going for three hundred. He go. All right, you, we might. Hey, I need that. He's not going to do what Justin Fields just did, but if he can do what he did last week, he'll give me 49 points. I'm good. So he going he, he gonna to even this out. Um, yeah. Go ahead. So back to your schedule. Can, so, yeah, we, I mean, I don't, you I'm pretty sure not a single one of us was picking. I, I mean, I, I did, did anybody have Washington, you know, doing that last night? No, no, not at all. Not at all. So you can run the games down. We'll throw our picks in Too before easy. we hit up one out of here. I am ready. So we have got starting off. We got the London game, ladies and gentlemen. We have got them Jacksonville Jaguars and the Buffalo Bills. So Jacksonville been hanging out in London for the last two weeks, feeling refreshed, feeling acclimated, and Buffalo got to travel. Mm. Because Jacksonville laid an egg, I'm taking Jacksonville in this game. Woo! We got us one. Yeah, give me Jacksonville. Um, I feel like the Bills high streak. Is going to come to an end. Damn, I'm mad for you, Tyrone. Look, my look, I brought Tyrone two weeks ago. I had 160 points on my bench. On I didn't mean the first week. Like everybody who I had sitting on the bench went off. Went off. So I know how you feel on that. Yeah, that was me last week. I had Minnesota's defense on the bench and they gave up 49 points. And I was like, damn, that sucks. But it's okay. But I am going to – I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to take Buffalo. I don't want to, but Josh Allen is kind of playing kind of out of his mind right now. But this would exactly be the game where Josh Allen would throw for three interceptions and have some fumbles and some bad shit would happen. Like this would definitely be that disaster. The second he gets everybody feeling good about him, he brings everybody back down to reality. Yeah. So following that up, we have got the Battle of the Rookies. We got the Houston Texans visiting the Atlanta Falcons who don't like to throw to their other first-round stars. They only like to run the ball with their other first-round pick, which is just – Well, Desmond Ritter is on the clock. So, Taylor Heineke, we might see him soon. 
We need that because I need I need some I need some I need some Drake London and some Kyle Pitts love, man. This, y'all you can't have three first round star players and not use them. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. So, but um, I'm going with the Texans because they they hot and yeah. yeah. CJ Stroud yeah. is breaking that Ohio State quarterback curse. curse. All I'm saying. Hey. Yeah. No, definitely. And I'm, I'm I like I love it. Yeah. Give me the Texans, man. Demico got them boys balling. Is um I've been saying it. I said Shout it. Shout to Nico Michigan man. Like, I've been saying this, and I'm going to keep saying it. I said it when we talked about this early in the show, like the show's previous. C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback that's coming out this draft. Sticking no, by that. I said D- I said DTR, but that's me. No. That's, All that yeah. shit that they talked about that boy, oh, he's not focused, oh, he tested low, and this, and this, and that. The boy balling. Look, I want to use our words, man. The Wonder Lick test is so goddamn useless. We ain't going to even, even, even rant on that right now. But we got a clean sweep. We all taking Houston this weekend. D'Amico yeah. Ryan, shout out to you, man, being the Houston, Texas alumni, balling out of control, being a defensive coach that's actually letting your offensive coordinator do what the fuck they do for your young quarterback. It's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. Damn, you know, that's crazy. You know, crazy. Smart right? coaching. Smart coaching. Smart hey, man. Coaching. I, this is my first time being a head coach. I'm going to let. I'm gonna find me a really smart offensive guy and just say, yo, offense, bro, do what you do. I don't even want no part of that shit. Just you got it. No. If the Too Texans easy. keep playing like this, D'Amico Ryan is going to walk away with that head coach of the year. He gonna, he gonna walk around with coach of the year. What he gonna do? That's what I mean. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Up next, we got a what for me? I have this game circled as the blowout of the weekend, and I hope it's true. But then some injuries happen, so we got the Carolina Panthers visiting the Detroit Lions. But as it currently stands, Amon Ross St. Brown is doubtful with an with an injury, an oblique injury. Um, your other two receivers did not practice as much right now. Josh Reynolds is your healthiest receiver and you have Jamison Williams coming back for the first time who will probably be on a pitch count. But I'm still taking Detroit because of that defense. Fuck that. Fuck that. Little right little young gonna get it. Okay. They rolling right now. Little young got this. They rolling what rolling ales. <laughs> he realized that's not his fault. It's not his fault. Not his fault. You're right. They you know it's almost as if if they would have simply just given this young man a number one receiver. No, he's been cooking. Oh, that's right. They traded him away to the I was going to say, him and Adam Thielen got a really nice connection going on right Yeah, I know, but, you know, having somebody like a DJ Moore, you know, just would have been great. Oh, but that was, you know, they – I know. I'm just – I'm just – I'm just – They had to get rid of DJ Moore to get get him. Oh, I know. That's just my Mm – that's my level of pettiness. That's all. There are talks, though, that um, Carolina is definitely looking to add a number one receiver uh, for Bryce. So, well – We'll definitely monitor that as the season goes on. Yeah, uh good 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 luck. Who who are you gonna target? Like hey, like I said, I, I don't know, but they said they've been looking, so listen, if I'm one of these teams that they want my number one receiver, you got to give me that first round pick, my boy. Oh wait, you ain't got it because the Bears got it. Say, oh wait, you ain't got it. So huh. They're gonna be all right. They're gonna be all right. All right. They're gonna be all right. What you got, Mo? I got baby Bryce. You got baby Bryce? Well, all right, so I'm standing on, a, on an island by myself with Detroit. It's all right. Aiden Hudson, mm-hmm. man, give me five sacks one time for the one time, my boy. I'm starting he Detroit's did. defense against Mel this weekend. I need him to ball the fuck out. All right. I just need Jared Goff to go crazy so I can, so I can keep talking about hey, shit. We're going to see. Hey, maybe Jameson Williams has one of them DJ Moore games, man. We'll see. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that either since, you know, the Raiders, like, just dealt with mm. the players go all of a sudden. That, uh, we, we did. We actually, might be able to I mean, fleece the Raiders. I did talk about that. 
Right. Hey, we'll we'll give y'all a fifth round pick. Oh, we'll take, yeah, we'll take that fifth round pick for Hunter Renfro. Dumbass. Anywho, um, we got us a division game in the AFC South. You got the King Henrys going up against the the new look Richardsons or the Colts, Ooh. whatever word you want to use. This is gonna be an interesting game. They're both two and two. Right. They're 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 both they're both chasing in my mind, they're all chasing Houston. I feel like Houston is kind of separating themselves. They might weird. even overtake Jacksonville. It's weird. All of them are two and two, by the way, though. If anybody didn't notice that, they're all two and two. Mm-hmm. But Houston looks Literally like the best two and two of the bunch, which is weird. They look like the most which consistent one bizarre. right now. But is, yeah, the Titans also weird. have beaten those fucking Chargers. This is true. But <clears throat> I'm still going. <clears throat> this is a tough one. This is I'm gonna go this Tennessee. is low-key a tough one. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee. I I'm think I'm going to take go the rookie. You know what? I'm going to take yeah. the rookie quarterback. This I is, think I'm going to take Anthony the rookie. Give me Anthony. I'm Richardson. going opposite. I'm going to go with the veteran quarterback because he's going to understand what he needs to do is let King Henry get going and not fuck the game up. Well, they're also going to be down a receiver again because their second receiver is also out this weekend. Uh, Tons, uh, not uh, uh, Burke, Traylon Burke. Traylon Burke is out again. Yep. So you just have D Hop and you still ain't feeding D Hop, which is fucking crazy to me. But what bizarre. Told you not to go there, D Hop. Told you twice. Yep, told you. It's possible that like Indy's defense is now. If this was the Titans versus Jacksonville, I would I would say you're wrong because he owns Jacksonville by himself. But against the Colts, that they the Colts defense has been pretty decent against King Henry. But we'll see. Let me see. What you got, Mo? You going with you going with you going with the King Henrys? Or you going with the with the, with the Richardsons? Yeah, give me give me the rookie, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like the way he's been playing. I, I'm, I'm taking the rookie. You know what? Coming that off of that defense. concussion, he balled the hell out in that comeback effort against the Rams and almost pulled it off. But but Puka said, "Nah, hold my cleats." Puka said, "Nah, hold my cleats." Hey, that walk off touchdown was sensational. I'm sorry, that was a sensational way for Matthew Stafford to win, and that man finna get his guy back. Cooper Cup is back. You got Hooker well, and Tutu Atwell all in the mix, and Kyron. I Williams. think we also got to we got to throw Sean McVay into that coach of the year talk too. Yeah, all I'm saying is the the Charger the Chargers the Rams are looking like the dark horse team this year that you might not want to play. They they looking like, very sneaky. Might like in the they NFC they can sneaky. easily make the playoffs and be a wild card and upset somebody with that offense right. because if you have. That defense is doing the same thing that Seattle's doing. They've got that one veteran in Bobby Wagner, in this case, and Aaron Donald, and everybody else around him is young, but they're getting behind their veteran leader, and they're playing kind of above their skis, kind of like how um, Kansas City's defense did last year. They got behind Jones, and keep, yep. an, eye on, keep an eye on these Rams, man. They might, they might fuck around and be that number seven seed. The, 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 no, the they, might, they might be even they worse because – because offensively, they can score 30 points with that offense. You bring a Cooper Cup back. No, that's what I was saying. It was like Tutu Atwell is turning in who they want, who they needed him to be. Yes. And then Puka came in and just did some other shit. Listen, all I'm saying is if you all of a sudden make Puka your slot receiver with Cooper Cup being mm. back and Atwell on the other side, good luck. Because you still yep. got Higby as your tight end, which is yep. just enough of a threat as well. Yep. And Sean yep. McVay going to start letting him wheels turn. Because yep, if you double cover, if you double cover, um, if you double cover cup, Puka gonna eat your ass up. Pause. Yep. Uh, no, see, this is the difference. 
Kyron Williams is running the shit out that ball. He is. Yep. Trust like me, I, I said, that running hey, back is All you had nice. to do was let go of Cam Akers and look what happened. Yeah, Kyron Williams is running that shit. So you said I don't think I don't think the Rams are one dimensional because Kyron Williams is running the air out yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah, no, Kyron Williams. And he's good in the passing game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's digress. We move on. Um, uh, Troy's Little Giants, I'm sorry. You are going toe-to-toe against the Miami track team this weekend. If they put up 70 a couple weeks ago. I'm going to put up 80 this week. <laughs> like, it might um, get ugly fast. Not to mention, I just want to throw this out there because I, I didn't get to record this. But the Miami Dolphins did also trade for Chase Claypool. And Yeah. Hey, listen, if my number three receiver is Chase Claypool, what the fuck? Like, look, my number four is Braxton Harris. Like, look, this is the thing. It's like my brother called me this morning. He, he was like, yo, did you see what happened to Chase Claypool? And I was just like, no, nah, what happened? It's like he got traded to the Dolphins. And I was like, look, he's he's what they needed. All of their receivers are fast as fuck, but they're now all little. Now small. you are a fast, big motherfucker. Like, this becomes a problem now. Now exactly. just simplify the offense. Because I know y'all don't see our chat, but he said in the chat, if Chase Chase Claypool feel like playing football. If I got traded to the Miami Dolphins and I just left Chicago, I just got a resurgence of life. He's happy. Now. I would hope so. I'm trying to. I be, would hope look, so. Here's the crazy thing: in the red zone, they're now going to be the most dangerous offense in the red zone. I would hope so. Because all I'm going to do, hey, Chase, go and run that fade route to the back corner real quick while Tyreek Hill run his drag across, and I'm going to let fucking, I'm going to let Waddle just sit there. Yeah. This is the thing about this. Not to mention speed. And and not to mention, I still got this guy named HN, and I still got this Raheem Mostert guy. I still got this other running back that's going to come back from injury. Like, I can go play quarterback for the Dolphins, right? How the fuck did the rich get rich? This is the thing about Chase Claypool, right? I ultimately want to see him succeed. I never want to. I never. I never want to. You know, wish you know. You know, bad career on anybody. But I. I know people that don't want to play football when I see them. And Chase Claypool for me looks like somebody who doesn't want to play football. He just wants a fucking jersey. I've been calling these dudes out since I've was, been since I've started playing football. I watched because because of you and what you were saying. It's like I gotta do. I got. I gotta do a deep dive on Chase Claypool. And I watched the interview that he did on. Um. On top pivot, five interview, on pip, yeah, he be, like he has the mindset. I just think he was in a bad place for him. Yeah, and I think that trade from Pittsburgh did it trade it messed with him because he did. was actually and he should have. He was one of those Pittsburgh receivers that was developed well and was actually flourishing pretty well in Pittsburgh. And then they shipped him off because they did what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. They drafted well, like oh, okay, we have too many receivers. Let's trade one away. All right, Chase Claypool, you're that you're the odd man out. And hey, I think because this- of what I think because of what Mulich said happened and what we were talking about earlier about personalities. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a very outgoing personality, and yes. that didn't fit with what the Steelers wanted. Yeah. Because he don't know how to shut up. I mean, neither did Antonio Brown. Look what happened to him. He ain't there. Exactly. It That's the problem. I don't care who it is at the end of the day, bro. I really yeah. don't care who it is, dog. Shut your ass up and play yeah. football. But some people, no, I, think some it, people I think it works to, in Miami. Some people have like, to. I, I don't. To, if you want to be the, the flashy, showboat player, all this shit like that, bro, bet. But produce on the field. That's all I'm asking. He was, though. Produce on the fucking field. Yeah. In, in Pittsburgh, he was producing. To a to an extent. To an extent. I don't I do not do the whole, oh, and, like, if y'all want to say he, he was producing in Pittsburgh, bet. I'll give you guys that. But it's the whole showboating thing after you're not doing shit. 
Yeah, no, he got, look, he got a couple of bad like, penalties. He got, he got some bad penalties yes, at the end of exactly. plays. Exactly. Some bad penalties speed. that's costing my team games. No, yeah, I get no, you're not he, doing shit to he, help he, me he win. He gave a team two first downs with the penalties. I know exactly which plays he gave you feel two me? first downs. And that's that's like, my and biggest that. thing, bro. If you're not going to do shit to help me win, but you want to constantly look good, I don't want you on my team. Yeah, you're not yeah. a good football player to me. You're not yeah, a good teammate. Get the fuck off my team. That's the, the real reason why he keeps going team to team. He needs to learn not only how to play football, he needs to learn how to be a teammate. And shut up and just play. All that praise and shit is gonna come if you're if you do if you if you lead the league in receptions. If you're number five in receptions and you got ten touchdowns, all of that fucking praise that you so crave is going to come, regardless of you sitting out there in the media begging for it. Play your fucking do your fucking job. Play your fucking game. Play the game of football. Shut your ass up. Make plays, and I guarantee all that shit that you want, that you thrive for, that you're begging for, is going to come. But until then, until I see you actually do it. No, I don't believe that you're a football player, bro. I need to see it. I'm not a talker. I don't do the talking shit. I'm a top five. Then show me. Show me, bro. Show me you're a top five player. Show me that you can be a top five player. Show me that the speed and the size and the talent is all that everybody says it is. If not, then you're just fucking talking. Shut your ass up and play football. Where's that? We're going to see Miami. We're going to see Miami. We definitely are. We definitely are because you're in a perfect place. You're in a perfect environment, perfect offense. Everything is perfect. I don't want to hear no yeah. fucking excuses, bro. So if you Go don't, if you don't produce, podcast, say what you got to say, and you're done. Let's play football. So Period. I, I, I think it's a clean play football. Nobody's taking, nobody's taking the, the little giants in this. This. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Not. I, I mean, I just you no. Know, I figured. Well, probably Troy. Troy probably the only one that's taking taking this team. Bro. I wouldn't doubt that. But Saquon might be back. Mm, I did hear that. I did hear that. I mean, he might be on the pitch count, but I didn't mean shit. back. Unless he's playing safety, it ain't going to mean shit. Um, next up, we have got the New Orleans Saints versus the New England Patriots. Let's left the Patriots because we are decimated on the defense side of the ball. We lost Christian Gonzalez for the year. We also lost Matthew Judon for the he's year. He's done for the year? For the year. Yeah, oh. Labrum Surgeon. That's, yeah, why they, that's, why, that's why they made the trade for J.C. Jackson. Yeah, that's and Judon so had to – he had tragic. the torn bicep. That's so fucking tragic. So, so this is kind of – I don't want to call it a lost season for the Patriots, but it's leaning that way. Well, this is what I said. First of all, Mac Jones asked me to sit down. Um, bring Malik Cunningham up. Let that man get his reps. So next season, he's ready to go. That's the way I look at it. Mac Jones is not the answer. As much as we want to talk about Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, and we understand that they are in bad situations. You know who's not in a bad situation? Mac Jones. He's just a bad quarterback. That is true. So I've tried to, I've tried, I've tried to fight this good fight. I really have. I, I really have. I've, and I'm I've sorry, DQ, it. but that's just no, no. You ain't got to apologize to me. I'm, I'm an objective fan. That's my job. I'm not a, I'm not a Cowboys fan. All right, I'm not delusional. All right, I am objective. I gave him a chance. I legitimately, this man is on year three. He had a solid rookie year. He took a team that was similar to what he has now and took him to the playoffs. But he hasn't taken that that leap. He's not a, as we say, a force multiplier. He does not elevate players. He's just a guy. He capped like out in Alabama. We knew what he was at Alabama. He was True. not going to. We did. We definitely knew that. But if they would, if he would have simply been surrounded accordingly, it would have been all right. But he's no, not he's, an elevator. Yeah. And what he is is if if he was in Miami, he'd look like a top five quarterback. Hundred percent. He would. He would, without that's, question. But but that's if he, not the case. 
Right. But if you put him in a bad, not a bad situation, but a mediocre situation, he's going to be mediocre. Like just, oh, you just mean put him with the Patriots like he is now. Yeah. Like that's just what he is. He's like, not going to make the situation better. Yes. So it's twofold. It's and I, I'm I'm not putting the onus 100 percent on Mac Jones. I'm also going to put the onus on GM Belichick, not Coach Belichick. GM Belichick. Let me make sure I separate the two. GM Belichick needs to stop not seeing past himself. You need to get you some dogs, man. You keep trying to find these project players that everybody else let go and try to make them relevant. That worked with Pat, that, that. The reason it worked with Tom Brady so well is because Tom Brady is an elevator of players. That's what he does. I think he did that because, well, and I'm saying he we we have to catch up because yeah we brought in Juju Smith Schuster. All right, cool. We also brought in Devontae Parker. And the Mike Gusecki thing and the, the Hunter Henry, I'm fine with. We do really well with the tight end thing. I'm good with that. But actual receivers, we've got to do better with playmakers. I don't think – I think it's the QB because – And I do. The QB is a part of the problem. Because Juju is good. Need, you still need – Last year. You need above average playmakers still. Juju's not an above average player. He's an average playmaker. He's not look, above he's an average as playmaker. As crappy as – look. Jacoby Myers with the Raiders. Hey, Jacoby like total, was, I, lo- I, I love Jacoby. Like, he looks like I a totally Jacoby. different football player. I absolutely hated that we let Jacoby go. I was a fan. I was like, was, Jacoby, Jacoby has a chance to be what we thought Nikhil Harry was going to be. That's what I thought about Jacoby Myers. And they destroyed Nikhil Harry. I'm 100%. Sorry because absolutely. I loved him in college. I loved, I loved him in college, too. Should have been a lot better than he was. Than, than he was. Honestly. He's one of those players that suffered from where, he, from who he was drafted by. I do think if he was oh, drafted definitely. in a more, in a much more receiver friendly offense, he would have flourished. Yeah, most definitely, no question. And it's just like, look, scheme, quarterback. It's a, it's a gumbo thing with with the Patriots. It's a, it's a gumbo. Yes. At least, like this is where I have no issue because I do. Lo- I, I'm okay with us having Bill O'Brien because I do. I don't. I hate Bill O'Brien, the head coach. Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, play caller. I have no problem with because I've seen I've seen the fruits of how it looks. Mm-hmm. He's a solid play caller. He's better than a lot of play callers some of these other teams have. The quarterback is the problem, and some of the personnel are the problem. Mm-hmm. Some, not all, some, just some. Like if we had a legitimate number one receiver, having Juju as a two and having these other receivers, we'd be fine. But we don't have a guy that scares you. Well, we don't. Wait, then you got to have somebody. I even, who can I even like ball. that we have Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott. I'm fine with that as my running backs. I like my tight ends. If we just had a number one, if we had got D Hop, this is a whole different conversation. If know. we have, D, like, I, I, because I think an, even an older D Hop right now is better than some of the receivers we have. Yeah, but Mac Jones can't throw the ball past 15 yards. Hey, look, that's hey, look. If I can, if he can throw the ball 35 yards to D Hop a couple times, I'm good. <laughs> he throw his arm out the socket trying to get it 30 yards. You can't do it. Yeah. Either that, or it's gonna it's gonna take a half an hour to get there. It might. It might. Um. And, he, uh, and throws so, the ball. he yeah. throws. He puts so much air under every pass. Like watching him throw and watching Justin Herbert throw, it's like, why can't you do that? It's like it's, it's weird. Like, you remember the old NFL when they used to put the 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 hang number up on the punt. Remember Tech Mobile when you had to throw the ball and it would go off the screen? Yeah. That's Mike Jones. Like it do. It looked like when they used to put the clock up for the hang time for the punch. You just, it just sit there. You're like, I'm going to find can, a clip. I can, I'm going to put I that take shit. A break. 
I can take a break on my route, tie my cleat, get back up, and take off running again. Right. So, Mel, so basically what y'all saying is he throw like Madden 1999. Facts. Yeah. Gotcha. Like, if this was Madden 06 when they had the QB vision, Mac Jones should look like this. Like, <laughs> like they did Michael Vick. Like, it's just he's – like, he just has zero arm strength. It is fucking crazy. Yes, ma'am. Look, and to have – and, yeah, to have arm strength <laughs> worse than Chad Pennington hey, is that's a crazy. That's a crazy statement. <laughs> but at least Chad Pennington, he would throw the ball ahead of time. Like, he knew where everybody was going. He's like, I'm going to put that shit out there early. So he had a good time there. It was coming. Yeah. But anywho, let's let's we gonna we we'll go off on a tangent if we keep doing that. Y'all y'all taking yeah. the Saints in this game or? Oh yeah, yeah. Give me the Saints. I just I just I think I do think there's a chance. I think they need to, I think they need to sit Derek Carr ass down. Don't let that man completely fuck off his shoulder because I'm telling you right now, I dealt with the AC joint shit. That shit is no joke. That it shit is trash. Is All right, that shit is and it, it, I, that shit is trash. Like and it is telling that they went to fucking. Uh, Taysom Hill before they went to fucking James. James, because James was at his best when he had Sean Payton, but I'm gonna leave it at that. And he was better last year with the other guy. But anyway, yeah. Unfortunately, I got to be objective, and I am gonna pick against the Patriots. If we didn't suffer the, t- if we had Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon, and we traded for J.C. Jackson, I 100% would have taken the Patriots. As well. Oh, because the defense would 100. Oh yeah, because defense would have been there 100. I just don't. I don't see it. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but I'm, I'm like I said, I'm an objective Patriots fan. I'm not going to be that guy. So, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Uh, let's get to the greatest rivalry in the NFL: the Raven Steelers. Oh, this is a type. Ta- I'm taking the Ravens on this. I'm. Scared. I yeah. still think Lamar's on his MVP. His his MVP walk. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm taking. Yep. I'm taking Baltimore. I just. I don't know if I know Pickett's gonna play, but he's not at 100. percent And offensively, Matt Canada still ain't fired, so I don't trust the offense. Yeah, and um, Najee Harris just need to sit his ass down, and that's that's how I feel about that. Their offensive line's not good though. Well, I know, but but Najee's just not aggressive enough for me. At least with Jalen Warren out there, at least he goes out and catches passes and breaks tackles. This is true. I don't I don't think Najee wants to be there. I promise you. If not, I promise I you, Najee gets wants Najee scenery. there at this point. I don't think so. I don't think so either, honestly. But I think Najee gets to change the scenery and he has a, re- a revitalized career, honestly. Because I don't yeah. think he wants to go to Pittsburgh regardless. Fair enough. He'll end up in Miami too. Stop it. Moster's old. Look, he out next year. They could, bring in he, Najee. He could end up in motherfucking Cincinnati and, and you know and, and trade him for Joe Mixon. That that might that might actually work. Mm, no, I wouldn't do that. Joe Mick Joe, he's still he is, no, but he has a he has a he has a friendly he has a friendlier contract at the moment that that's worth trading if you're going to make any moves. Yeah, see, but then Joe Mixon ass will end up somewhere destroying the the fucking league. Like he'll end up in Kansas City and make everybody regret that he's that they that they let that's him go. True. Speaking of Joe Mixon, the next game we have up is is the battle of the the one and threes, um, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I like how the Cardinals have been playing. I'm taking the Cardinals. Thank you. It's crazy I I how a team that should be bad, which is bad, but they're they're probably are they the best one in three team right now? Yeah, because because uh, it's them, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Vikings, and the Jets. Because look, the problem is 
they be winning these games, and then the owner, he be up in his box like, um, what the hell are y'all doing? We are trying to get this pick. Make sure, shut it down. Shut it down. And that's what happens. Yep. That's what happens. Because we're trying to trade Kyler Murray and we're trying to get Caleb Williams. What y'all doing? They had leads, double-digit leads in every single game. Yeah. But it also, it, it's funny because even if they, quote-unquote, are tanking, they're still not in the running for the number one pick. No. So currently, the Arizona Cardinals are in the running for the ninth pick. Yeah. Via tankathon.com, my favorite place to look at all this stuff because they track this stuff year-round. It's It's awesome. And currently still, the Chicago Bears are in line for the first two picks, and the Raiders would have the third pick, which Josh McDaniels will find a way to trade and trade it for, like, pocket lint and, if, you know. If and, Raiders were smart. Nah. If they, if, if exactly. they shit the bed this Somebody year. Relevant. If they shit the bed this year, they better 150,000% draft the goddamn quarterback. Oh, you don't like O'Connor? You're uh, you're giving the Raiders front office too much. No, I'm not, they'll probably draft a center with the third pick in the draft. They gonna draft. They'll draft an another corner. Position. They'll get a punter. And they'll draft a punter. They gonna draft another corner, a punter, and another. They're gonna draft wrestler. the next. They'll draft the next Justin Tucker. That's yep. what's gonna happen. But but he's, he's, he's but but it was the best. It was the best kicker prospect in the last fifty five years. Yep. Here's what so the Raiders. The what? Here's what the Raiders are gonna do. The Raiders are gonna trade back, right? They're gonna trade back two spots, and they're gonna take somebody <laughs> nobody knows. The they're gonna do the. They're gonna do the Eagles. The Eagles Minnesota trade and take a guy like fucking Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. The obvious. Uh, pick. Yep. Yeah, What's that gonna one. happen? I mean, they've they've been known to do it for years. You know, they've done it. Yeah, they missed, we mean I mean play with the players who missed out. Yeah, it's 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 bound to happen. Yeah. And now what's so and and what's crazy. I don't want to dive too far into it, but just on my, because I'll be just reading shit. If somehow Chicago keeps the first two picks, but but you see what you want to see and you see Justin Fields make the next step. I consider trading one of those picks. And and with that first pick, I'm taking, and I, I would, I would, I would, at least I'm drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. at the bare minimum. At the bare I'm minimum. At the bare minimum. Because I'm him using, and DJ Moore together is fucking nuts. Like, I'm using both those picks. I'm drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. and I'm getting the edge rusher. Yeah, no, no, no. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm oh, absolutely. Anybody, because if oh, I, absolutely. Somebody, somebody's gonna want that number two pick in that's drafting in the first 15 picks. So you would essentially trade down, but also acquire more picks potentially in the first round. Or like you could make maybe Arizona has the ninth and the 14th pick right now. What if they wanted to trade like the 14th for the second, but that 14th pick? It depends what you get. Yeah, depends what you get. Depends on what you get. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's Chicago needs to be smart with this if it goes that way. Very true. Because I don't, I don't, I can see where Justin Fields could be their franchise quarterback if he continues. Marvin Harrison Jr. goes in the draft. If he, oh, if he, he, I think he's, I think he goes towards the top of the draft. No, I'm just saying. What do you think he gets? Because if, because if everything, if you think the way, at least top ten. If he's, if he's at least top six. If you think he's going to get drafted with the fourth pick, I trade both those picks, drop down to five, and I just sweep the whole fucking like I'm just taking picks. Mm. If you can still, if you can still get 
everybody that you wanted, but you're just moving down. Yeah. So if you look at it, right? Okay. Right now, Chicago would have one and two. Vegas would have three. Denver would have four. Do you want to take the chance of Marvin Harrison Jr. falling to Minnesota at five with Justin Jefferson and the fact that they just drafted a receiver in this past draft? I think Minnesota takes a quarterback. I also don't, I also don't think Minnesota is going to be in the top five of this draft by the end of the season. I don't think they're going to finish so, this yeah. bad of a season. Yeah, but well, I still think they take a quarterback. But a team like a team like New England, on the other hand, because one, they still took Jordan Addison this year, and I like yeah, and I love Jordan Addison. He's going to be. Yeah, a I like that pick. That pick is a really good pick. But I mean, but you're not wrong. There's there's a lot of intrigue in the top five. There's a lot of intrigue. I don't drop no further than five, though. No, hell no. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Absolutely. No. I, I might not want to drop no further than four, but I can understand dropping, you know, five, five, five and five and five and under. That's it. Nowhere past five. Like if you're not one of the top five picks, miss me with your with your offer. Yeah. Unless unless, unless you offer me like your next year's first on top of that, I might consider it because that now I'm getting first round this year and next year. I might if, if I'm the best, I might I might entertain that conversation. Unless seven or eight. Unless you want to get funky with it and you talking to Minnesota and you like, look, I'll give you that number one if you give me Justin Jefferson and mm. a couple other picks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like mm. we can we get, talking. We, we can get, get funky it. now. We yeah, can get we can, we can, we yeah. can get we can get gross. <laughs> Listen, don't give don't give Justin Fields DJ Moore and fucking and fucking and DJ Moore. Good lord. Like you that's like, a 12 win team. Offensively, you, that's a 12 win team. Because when you got the top two picks, you you got you got billionaire talk now. Like you can you can yeah. call your shots. Like, look, yeah. I want so and so. I like, want you, a king's ransom. Yeah, you could talk I want shit. a king's ransom. Yeah. Or I mean, hey, you know, I know you talk about you know a guy like Jay Jettas. Do you even do you have the conversation with the Rams? You talk about Cooper Cup? No, because mm, I, I'm, I want the I younger receiver. Yeah, and I don't want to bring Cooper to a place where it gets cold. I just thought I would ask. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing some. I'm spitballing. Yeah. Do you talk I mean, to the Raiders about Devontae Adams? Yes. Hell yeah. You definitely do. not with the number. But not with not with not with those picks. Not with those top. Not no, with no, those. And that, but this is this is just this is the conversation that yeah, I'm, with some other with some you other know, picks. Where, like you know yeah. in my mind where does the conversation stop? Like oh, like, don't I stop would have no there. problem if I, I if I kept the number one and I say you know with the number two pick and I trade it to trade down but I want Devontae Adams. What if I give you if, if I trade down the number nine and I offer the Raiders number nine pick for Devontae Adams? You giving it to me? You see, see what I'm going like? Thing, you see how I'm getting? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is where the draft can get real the funny. Get, yeah, the only thing that gets scary with Devontae Adams and that is that he is an older wide receiver. Like, he is. Like, I'm gonna take Jettas because Jettas is still young. You're right, but I don't think Minnesota's giving him up. I don't think because they're gonna get rid of Cousins because they need another quarterback because they have a young core of of offensive weapons building. Right. But they but, need a running back. They do need no, a running so back. This is where that pick. But this is where it gets. This is where. Having one of those two picks is like, look, you give me Jettas, you got to pay Jettas next year. Yeah. You know who you don't have to pay? Marvin Harrison. Nope. He's on a rookie contract. Sure don't. I got the money to pay Jettas. And I don't have to pay, I don't have to pay Justin Fields for another two years. That's see now now you see what where trade talks really get yeah. dicey. This is where it gets going. Yeah, and that's I, I'm just doing it just to do it because it's just yeah. it's interesting. But we'll get to that. I got so I'm, I'm gonna take Arizona in this game. Or, I'm gonna take Arizona with the up against the upset. This is, is what we're calling this is what it. What you do, or 
Or, like we would, do you call the Bengals for Jamar Chase? I might. I was going to say the same thing. Do I you might. call the Bengals for Jamar? I just might. And Jamar might not cost you one of those top two picks. You could probably get him with threes and fours. Now I still want if I'm if I'm giving if I'm giving up Jamar I need I need at least one first rounder back. But I would try, but I would start my negotiation would start with I'll give you next year's first. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you like twenty. If I can keep I this year's first, first one thing, but I, I'll offer you next year. I might even offer you next my next two years first. I might. I might. Yeah, because if you can, get that's, that's assuming that I'm gonna go all in with Justin Fields. I'm gonna I'm gonna in free agency. My focus needs to be offensive line. Like I'm gonna legitimately build this team the right way, mm-hmm. so that my quarterback ain't got to run for his life. Now, mind you, their offensive line played well last night, but it needs to be better. You need some solid, some solidified players in some certain, especially at right guard. God, yeah. at right guard, you need some serious help there, because their right guard was getting. When they moved Chase Young around, that right guard was getting fucked up. No, that right tackle was getting fucked that, up. Him too. That yeah, right side too. of that line was I'll bad. Say the whole right side. The left was side was good. The left side was surprisingly good, but the right side was getting beat the fuck up. By that, but that I mean, but when you got a D line of mostly first rounders, I mean, yeah. what you think? But back on these picks, though, like I said, I'm taking Arizona in the, in, I guess the upset. Yeah. I guess the upset. Is it an upset? I don't know. I don't know. For now, it's going to be an upset because the Bengals are the Bengals. We're going to call it an upset for now. Yeah. If we the Bengals take- are one, in, if the Bengals are one in four after this, it's no longer an upset. Yeah, no. Because no. I think I if the Bengals lose this game, I think the Bengals are done for the season. And you start considering shutting down Joe Burrow, let him actually get healthy. Like you might start. This being is where smart the trade of Jamar Chase starts, and possibly Joe Mixon. You might start really thinking like you just paid your quarterback, so you gotta figure some things out. Yep. But so. yeah, I mean, so you taking Arizona as well? Oh yeah. Who are you taking Arizona? Absolutely. Give me Joshua right. Dobbs. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so we got a very intriguing matchup. I think this could be the. This might be potentially the highest scoring game of the weekend. Potentially, the Eagles and the Rams. Games in SoFi Stadium. Cooper Cup makes his comeback. The Eagles secondary has not been as good as it has in years past. They did just give up twenty plus points to the Commanders last week, so their secondary can be had. Their run defense is still pretty solid, but their their secondary can be had, and Matthew Stafford has the weapons to get that ball out there. So. This is an intriguing game. I could see this game going into the 30s for both teams. Now, see, I can see the same thing, but on the on the flip side, I can kind of see both defenses making it really hard to score. Think so? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, just like you said, the Eagles DBs haven't been playing well. Darius Slade knows that as well. Um, like, they all really know that. And just, like, really on the other side of it, like, I understand yeah. that point. This game can explode literally at any point in time. But I feel like at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Rams by 14. That's what's going to happen. Rams by 14. All right. You heard him. Rams by 14. I feel like at the same time, this game can be tremendously slow because both of these coaches kind of have the knack to – want to be more explosive and I don't know man I, I think I think the Eagles take this in a in a close yeah. low scoring game. Yeah no I'm bullshit. So, um Eagles so, gonna beat the shit out the Rams. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna they gonna beat the shit out the Rams. 
So then I'll stand on this island. I'm going to take the Rams in the upset because I've watched the Eagles play four games very close, even to the Patriots. And that offense should be a lot better than that. And the Rams, of all the four teams that the Eagles have beaten, the Rams have the best skill players that they're going to face so far this season. That's true. And there's there's, there's a conversation we had that if if Cooper Cup is 80% of his normal self with the current receivers they have and Kyron Williams balls out, they can upset the Eagles. It won't be an ass whooping to Cooper Cup. Now, the, no only Cooper problem, the only problem is the Matthew Stafford's health. He is nursing a hip and an ankle injury, which can be a problem because that pass rush could get loose. Oh, no. Jordan Davis and them are going to be on his ass. Like, they- no, no, but yeah, and what, but what we were saying before you came back was that the Eagles secondary has been very suspect this year. So they can be had because even the commanders was putting up points on that secondary. And I think then the, the Rams have much better skill players, not much better, but somewhat better skill players but outside of Terry McLaurin. Not a better offensive line, though. No. But you have Matthew Stafford who knows how to get that ball out of his hand, though. He don't take a lot of sacks if he don't have to. Yeah, we'll see. But it's cool. Hey, you know, if I'm wrong, cool, but somebody got to call an upset, so I'll be that guy. All right. So we got a battle of – we got the game we've been waiting for. Fuck that. We've been waiting for this game all season. There's been shit talk since the offseason. We have got the Jets and the Broncos. This shit going all the way up to the coaches talking shit. This game right here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Hello, son. Weird. Hello, son. How are you? Yeah, I guess, son. How are you, son? Son yeah, or I'm, daughter? Thank you for stopping in. We appreciate you, son. I don't know what that means. I have no, no idea what that means. But, it this goes up. all the way back to the offseason. We are their father. That's why. <laughs> right. Well, congratulations on being. I, I I didn't expect to be. I a am your father. But we had Sean Payton come out and talk shit about Nathaniel Hackett. We had Robert Sala come out talking about you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. We got, you know, of course, the Aaron Rodgers injury. We've got Russ. Russ is not cooking, but Russ is one hundred percent simmering because that offense is starting to hum a little bit. Um, it looks like Javante Williams is not going to play, but the backup, um, I think it's that I think it's McLaughlin is how you say his name, mm-hmm. looks pretty damn good. So they'll yeah. be fine in the running back department. Jerry Judy is starting to round out in the form. This That's is going to be was. a very interesting game. That's who it was. They said the Panthers were looking to trade for Jerry Judy. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I'm just – 2K kid. Maybe it's just somebody trolling. Well, I don't know. She's still simmering. Russ is cooking. Look, for Russ in every statistical category, Russ. Yeah, like, like look, the, water, the water is boiling right now. 100%. The water's boiling. Like, it's bad. The water's boiling. Look, if I told, if I asked you who was second in the league in touchdown passes, you wouldn't say Russell Wilson. But it's Russell Wilson. Russ is like third in passing yards. Second or third in quarterback rating, like Russ is doing what Russ needs to do. He is. I just I want to I just want to keep I just want to keep Russ humble. Yeah, so Russ got, yeah, no, Russ is getting he's getting he's the difference is Russ is playing like Seattle Russ. You know he's what's playing the, the way is? he should have been playing. But the problem is the Legion of Boom ain't on the other side of that fucking ball. Hell no, this is the Legion of fucking blunder. Yeah. This shit is historically bad. This shit is so bad. This is like when you pick up that fucking trash bag out the trash can, that rust is at the bottom of a New York City dumpster. Yeah, like it's the legion of poop. And poop is nice. This is that liquid shit. 
This ain't even solid <laughs> shit. Like this, this is, is our daughters and sons having them explosive diapers that you just got to throw the whole kid away type of shit. This yep. is diarrhea. Facts. But so the the the, the determining factor is going to be the Jets have the defensive advantage in this game, but offensively, I don't think they do. This is my exactly. Boys. Some players like he did last week. They did. They yeah, were. exactly. So like this is where it's Zachariah's come out party, man. Yeah, this is so it. So listen, me and Mel had a conversation on the phone last night. All right, and we talked about this. And I said, this has got to be the game, just like Justin Fields and DJ Moore had. This has got to be the Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson motherfucking game. It has to happen. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, this is going to be the second time this season that I'm taking the New York football fucking Jets to win a game. I called it for the Bills and they won. I'm going to take them in this one, too. Yeah, I need I need this for Zach. I want because I need he needs this for his confidence, too. So I I need this for his confidence, too, because. Speaking of that. Just because I'm being, just because I like being funny. Anybody else ever notice that in in with his helmet on, Zach Wilson looks like Chucky? Yes, sure does. He like does. The, the cheeks, the eyes, like he looks like fucking Chucky. And in that fuck, why does he wear a headband? Somebody explain that to me. Honestly, I don't know. No, I, like I think he just, I just think he played football with a lot of black people. Like that's not thing it is. Like, of course. Okay. Well, he definitely did it, that. I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just looked but, weird to me because Zach Wilson ain't got the hair for a headband. Like at least, at least Trevor Lawrence got the you know the golden locks of of hair. You know, wagging a headband. Sunshine. Zach Wilson got like I don't know what the fuck he got. Chilling. It's either that or he just stopped the sweat from coming. Maybe he sweats a lot. He might. He might. Probably. <laughs> but to give Zach Wilson some credit, right? And speaking, hold on, wait, real quick, real quick, before we um before we move on, <clears throat> I want to go ahead and uh give a special donkey of the day shout out to uh rodney harrison oh oh look i ain't got time fuck rodney harrison for uh for trashing a young quarterback after he went out there and literally had the game of his life as an nfl vet and somebody who announces on tv for for a living you should be ashamed of yourself and this isn't the first time you've done this rodney harrison you really need to relax and check yourself when it comes to a critiquing younger players, being an older player, being a veteran yourself, I'm really disappointed in you, bro. I can't defend you as a as a Patriots fan. I cannot defend you for that. Your actions were unbecoming of a Patriot, um, simply because I have we've watched every type of TV personality out there. Nobody did what he blatantly tried to do on Thursday Night Football. He tried to get Literally. Jones to admit that that quarterback was trash. We said what we said. We said what we said about Zach Wilson, but we still didn't call him straight up trash. We we were we yep. were critical of I both mean, him and Justin Fields. No, no, you we were critical. I did, but but it was but did I not most of yeah, it was no, about his leadership stuff though, right? Yeah, no, I don't like his play on the field is what it is, but it was his leadership thing because that rubs me the wrong way because of my profession and leadership is a right. big deal. But we didn't do it on a national not, not like that. We didn't right. do it like that. No. And we weren't trying to entice other people, other people to trash th- this no, person. Not, right? not like that. That was horrible. And on and top of it, and, 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 to, and to GQ's point and then defense, at the time he was not playing well. No, he wasn't. But not, not to a point where I'm gonna be like, oh man, I can't believe you thought that Zach Wilson was good. Didn't you know he's trash? Like, look, look, he played a respectable game against the Kansas City Chiefs. One hundred percent. He out. He. he Look, he outplayed Mahomes in that game statistically. Outside so, of the dub itself, Mahomes right. had a had a had a weird game. I don't know what to call it yet. He's had a weird game, but mm-hmm. he's also he's suffering weird. from not having a number one receiver. 
not a tight hey, end. When you when receiver. they put hey, when they start putting you in goat conversations, I don't want to hear that. No, I, I, I I'm gonna take my I completely agree. I just like I said, I watched the game and there was a lot of drop passes by players that should have caught passes. And Kadarius Tony. At some point, you, I'd like you to show up because that APB been out for a hot minute since week one. Okay. You ain't made an appearance in the Super Bowl. I'd like you to come play football eventually. But that's all. So, um, um, Bullard, are you taking the, the, the Jets as well in this game? Or are you taking the Oh, no, uh, I'm, I'm taking the Jets. I'm okay, taking so the Jets. Okay, so we're all expecting the Broncos to drop to one and four. Okay. Yep, I got confidence in that. Speaking of the Chiefs, the Chiefs have got to go toe-to-toe with Kim Folk Kurt in a non-primetime game. Like throw that caveat out there. Oh. So this is the 325 game on CBS. Um honestly, I hope that the Chiefs are like blowing out the, the Vikings at the beginning because I, I have him as my Kirk is my one of my fantasy quarterbacks, and I need him to throw the ball for like the entire game. I need hey. him to throw like 46 times. He gonna throw if they he gonna throw if they up. So look, that's true. Just, look, my man Jettis is gonna go off tonight to, on yep. Saturday on Sunday. So um, that's what I'm calling. Kansas City been playing like some trash. This is where it catches up to him. Okay. So you so does that mean you're taking Minnesota? I'm taking Minnesota. Okay. Give me mini. And I'm not talking about the mouse either. Yeah. I'll stand on the island by myself. I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs. This is also where I'm gonna call out something. So two hours, 20 minutes, 30 seconds. Um, in case this does happen, Mills, so you can clip this up. Um, this is the Rasheed Rice breakout game. Mm. Okay. He's been trending up. He's been looking very well. He's probably been their most consistent actual receiver, not tight end, actual receiver. This can, can be his breakout game. I'm going to leave it at that. And Jordan right, Addison, please. please, for the love of everything, show the fuck back up. Please. Please, Kirk, please come the back. Ball. Don't be bullshit. Even if y'all losing, throw on the ball. Please. The game right. misses you. Come back to football. You hurt me last please. week, man. You gave me zero points, but it was your, court, your quarterback's fault. It's court, right. definitely. Let's get to the controversial game of the weekend. The Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. But before we make oh. our pick, I have to say this. I had to do some digging because somebody said it on TV and I had to go look it up. Do you know that the Cowboys and Niners season series of all time is tied right now? Yep, it sure is. You know who else is tied as well? The Steelers and the fucking Ravens. They're both tied. The last 42 games. Like, that's crazy. So the tie is going to get broken in both of these major rivalries this weekend. Yep. I just thought I just wanted to bring that up as a football historian. I thought that was pretty fucking dope that they've been playing that long that they actually were able to. Somebody was ahead by a lot, then somebody else got ahead, and then they're tied. Shit's crazy. Yep. Either way, don't matter to me. 49 is gonna dog walk these motherfuckers and um take the lead. Hey, <laughs> listen, all I'm saying, Christian McCaffrey, can you do the same thing that James Conner did and just run ramp shot? Please and thank you. That's all. That is oh, awesome. oh and, uh, by all Nick means, Brandon, you, if you want to just show up and get 120 yards receiving, you know, cool story, bro. Um, Debo, just one time. I just want to see it because I've never seen it. I just want to see you truck Michael Parsons because I ain't never seen nobody truck him. I just want to see somebody truck him. And if Debo do it, it will just be the greatest video clip meme we can do because we can do all the Debo shit because that shit will be beautiful. Look, you know what? You know what Michael Parsons is not going to line up on the left side? Well, on the right side of the defense. He also he also nursing that uh, that little knee thing going on too. You know why he not? Because Trent Williams is on the left side of that offense. You show sure right. And um, he's Trent not going. He's not going nowhere near Trent Williams. Trent gonna have a stack of pancakes if he line up on that side. Yep. 
So yeah, I said it, and I like Michael Parsons. I do, but there I, are but those he, offensive linemen that are just that damn good at their job. And when he line up on the right side, he gonna get introduced to Jay Hughes because he gonna come off and he gonna chip him if that's what yeah, you want to. Yeah, because you because uh, oh Kyle, you check his stick. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that man gets one reception a game. <laughs> I just had to do it. I had to do it. Oh, oh shit! Oh, man. I, I got a couple Moolah's clips that I definitely got to fucking put up. Yeah, Monday Night Football. We have got the Green Bay Loves going toe to toe with what's left of Vegas. We're just going to call them the Vegas Adams. We're calling them the Vegas Adams. This is going to be left on this roster. See, this is, a, this is a tough one for me because I believe in Jordan Love. And I uh, think Jordan Love, is he's playing very good this year. But I think Devontae Adams is going to take this game very personal. You're right. He probably so, is. And there's going to be a lot of shit talk between him and fucking Jair. Uh, I can't get his name out. The corner, oh, Jair. Jair Alexander. Yeah, Jair. Jair. So there's gonna be a lot of shit talking on Monday night. This game, I'm look. I am mad. I gotta work because I'm not gonna be able to watch this fucking game. Oh, I'm watching the fuck out this game. So give me the I'm Packers, sorry. man. Yeah, nah. It's look, and you're 100 right. Devontae Adams probably gonna go to fuck off while he holds his hot ass L. I do because I think this is the first. This is going to be the first game where the Packers have their complete roster together, and by Mm -hmm. that I mean Christian Watson being healthy, Aaron Jones being healthy, Romeo Dobbs being back to being the number two, but still being a threat. And I like their rookie tight end. Um, So I just think this is going to be where they put the entire game together offensively, and this is where Jordan Love goes for 325 passing yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. I'm going black and silver on this, man. I'm going – we're going to ride the shoulders of Devontae to this victory. You damn sure can't ride the shoulders of Jimmy G because he might get injured if you step on his shoulders. Be careful. You can't ride the shoulders of Jimmy G because he might lose the shoulder in the process. And he might – yeah. yeah he, look, as long as he get the ball of Devontae, that's all we care about. I listen. You're right. But Green Bay's defense has definitely gotten better, and they actually have something of a pass rush this year. So we're going to see. That's yeah. true. Being, and for that last one, for that last one, and the last one, I just want to troll all the Niner fans by saying, I got the Cowboys. And when they beat y'all, I will be calling y'all. Y'all know who you are. Don't run me. Don't block oh, yeah, me. No. Answer just, that phone call. I'll, listen, I got a couple of friends that are Cowboys fans, and they got on my ass when they beat the Patriots last week, which I was not surprised that that happened. Go ahead and lose to the Niners. I'm going to return that phone call. You should. Yeah. Just because. Okay, it's just because a lot of Niners fans right now, are in my DMs. The Niners kind of. The Niners kind of own y'all right now. Let's just call it what it is. That's true. Y'all can't That's beat true. them in the playoffs when it matters. Yeah. And Mike struggling against the regular season. And Brock Purdy is playing out of his mind right now. Don't let them. Don't let them stars. Don't let them star boys over there. They're from Texas. Don't let them win. Because if you're a Niner fan, you might want to block me right now. Because I'm calling you. And I will. Besides, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the FEMA alert that we got on the fourth. It's gonna be like that. I gotta see. I'm, I'm calling win. everybody. I'm texting everybody. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, just like they did with Joshua Dobbs. Hey, y'all still the boys? <laughs> See, my brother's going to be unbearable if the 49ers win, so. 
It is okay, what Right. Oh, okay. oh, I'm, I'm being. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, like, we've been rocking this. We're on two and a half hours. We've been getting. And I thought we was going to be in control today. We was not in control today. We, at were, all. we were in enough control. Semi. Semi. We got, hey, we got through the docket. We definitely got through the dock. But, um, all right. Any last words before you roll up out of here? Um. Yes, I do. I want to give a shout out specifically to Justin Fields, first and foremost. And this is why. Yes, he played well last night, but it's because of the post game. First thing he did was he gave a tribute to the now rest in heaven, Dick Buckus, who passed away a mere hours before kickoff last night. But the questions that they were asking him, especially Sherm, they were grilling him. And he was answering those questions the way you want your quarterback to answer those questions. He was able to describe the coverages that he was seeing, what he was seeing. He answered the questions that Mel had doubts about as far as what Justin Fields is seeing. And I appreciated that he was able to say, this is what I seen from watching the film on Washington. This is what we expect them to do. And we had a couple of touchdown get you plays ready if we saw those same looks. That's what I want to hear from my, my young quarterbacks. All and that I, tells me is so, that he wasn't doing that shit weeks prior. No, no, you're right. I get that. But I wanted to give him his flowers. Yeah, no, I give him all the I but this is what we said is like either they simplified it or he took it more seriously. One something happened, but whatever happened for two weeks, he's looked like the guy that he was supposed to look like. Yeah. And and I really hope it I hope it continues. Like he ain't got a ball out like this, but I hope it's just I hope there's some continuity and consistency. That's all. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm asking for. It might not translate to ten wins, and that's cool. But maybe it'll translate to six. But the, but these are these are the steps that we wanted to see from him. Yes. Period. That's all. That's all I need. Show them that you can be the franchise quarterback, so that they can take advantage of these high ass draft picks and build around you. Right. While they don't have to pay you. Exactly. Moolich, what you got? That's all. Um. Well. It was another fire show, of course. Um, appreciate everybody for coming out. Appreciate everybody in the chat. Um, but like GQ, I got to give my shout out to Zach Wilson. Because um, even though that they um, lost that game against the Chiefs the other night, um, him acknowledging the fact that um, the fumble was, was essentially on him. Um, and he took everything to the chest and uh, even telling his teammates while they're trying to console him, like, man, nah, like, get, I get, you know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate the energy and I appreciate you guys trying to console me, but at the end of the day, I got to be better. I got to be better as a quarterback. I got to be better as a leader. And that's one thing that um, I can appreciate from, you know what I'm saying, like a young quarterback, just taking taking the accountability when you messed up. And yeah, that's no, exactly literally. What I like, that's from that's my, literally from, what I, I wanted to from last year. Who, what team you played for? The last person that can that must the one person that must always take accountability is the quarterback. Is the quarterback, and that's the one thing that I don't care if Russell playing quarterback. I don't care for who it was. Yeah. If my quarterback is not taking accountability, I have a problem. Yeah. Serious problem. That's the same thing as if my coach wasn't taking accountability and he was playing the blame game. I would have a serious Mm -hmm. problem with that because guess what? The coach and the quarterback are an extension of each other. Just like already at two thirty. But I just wanted to give him that credit, bro, because at the end of the day, that's what we wanted to see. And that was my biggest gripe against him. I never said that he was, you know, not talented. I just wanted him to be an actual leader and embrace his role as a starting quarterback. So shout out to Zach Wilson, man. You, you, you gained my respect, and I just hope you hope you keep going. Yeah. That's how you're supposed to give somebody credit, Rodney Harrison. Take notes. Yeah. Look, this is what we do, man. Like, 
another fire show. These are my guys, man. Like what we do on this show is second to none. You're not gonna get this anywhere. You're not gonna get this nowhere. I'm I'm sorry. You're not gonna get it anywhere else. Um, these are my brothers. We put on the best show on YouTube or wherever the heck you're watching or listening, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, tune us in. This is what we do. Um, we end the one thing, like I said, we can all, we can be hard on Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, but when they do the things that we expect of them, we can give them that credit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we are all, we are 10 toes down on what we believe, but like I said, we update our, we update our opinions when the information is updated. Because we watch film like we're supposed to. Yep. Exactly. We watch the film. We watch the games. Like we went on a whole forty-five minute rant on both of these guys two shows ago, where two of us were supporting one, we was dog washing the other one, and vice versa, we was dog washing one, and two was supporting the other. And hey, a week changed. We watched the film. We saw it. Hey, kudos Look, where kudos are due, man. As far as we know, the only reason why they changed is because they watching the show. Hey, you know they could have been like, hey man, we watched this inside the huddle, man. This is what they was talking about. Maybe we need to take a. Pay I don't want to say it. it. I don't want to say it and take credit for it, but I mean, nah, fuck that. Proof, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is right here in the pudding, bro. Like, I mean, the, the track record is proof. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, if you, if you ain't rocking with inside the huddle, man, I don't know what to tell you because uh, if everything stays on this current trajectory and the conversations that three of us have been having, we got some stuff coming for you that y'all might not be ready for. That's hey, all I'm gonna say about that. No hey, spoilers allowed. Hey, hey. So, with that being said. I forgot to do the. I promise you, next week I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna have it next week. What's your goddamn button? I'm gonna have it next week. I promise you, I'm gonna have it. I promise you, I'm gonna have it. I promise you, I'm gonna have it. Um, it's been inside the huddle. Tell everybody, bye bye. Look, little body, big fro, back in the building. Hey, number one special guest. That's right. She, she's ready for daddy time, as you can see. <laughs> exactly. Um, Absolutely. Holla at y'all. Um, remember Monday, basket to basket. Um, mm -hmm. Tuesday, nothing as a Wednesday, we got gentlemen's talk. Thursday, PVT, yep. and then we're back here Friday. Yeah. Inside everybody. everybody who was in the chat. Andre was in the chat. I don't know who 2K Kid is. Tyrone, thanks for coming. But we are your fathers. Um, Micah B was in the chat. Troy was in the chat. Zamara was in the chat. Everybody was in the chat. I hope I ain't miss nobody. But everybody who was in the chat, appreciate y'all. Love y'all once again inside the hub. We'll see you next week. Oh,